When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, good back. morning. We're back. Don't do not walk back into this studio and raise your hand at me. We're back. Welcome back, Malcolm Mowers. <laughs> Hope you got your mud flaps on your mowers <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Hope you haven't got the slicks on the Toro. If you're in Sydney, if you've woken up, you're going, yeah, this is mowing weather. It is not. You go out and try and wheel that mower onto your grass and you're stuck in the mud before you know it. Heavy 10 and there's more rain coming. Morning up in Brisbane, where I've been for the last two weeks, Nick. I've been north. And it's been beautiful up there. Barely any rain. Beautiful conditions up there in southeast Queensland and uh, the northern rivers of New South Wales. Although, driving home yesterday, Nick, Mm -hmm. um, I drove home from way up north back down to Sydney. Mm -hmm. You can see still the damage that was done in those floods. There was... I saw a fridge in a tree. It's the first time I've seen a fridge in a tree. You haven't been to Cronulla for a while, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't look surprised by that, my friend. Middle of the paddock. Fridge in a tree. Big fridge in a tree. Yeah. No one's been able to get it down mysteriously enough. Or maybe they just don't want to. How are you, Nick? I'm well. I'm very well. Good. A busy day. I've got a bit on. Oh, yeah. You've got uh, I've had a pretty good week. I've had a pretty good week. Coming though. in here with the... Swan's trackies. Yeah. I can't. Un- Swan's I, trackies I, I, are on. I can't work Man. out if you what like just woken up and they were the nearest thing to you to put well, on. I'm half working the Swan's game and then I'm half here. I'm, I'm all over the shop, but I've had a pretty good week. Got my first little suntan of the week of the summer too. Oh, did you? Yeah. You obviously. Yeah, you have. A little bit. I've got a little bit. Little it's bit the Queensland one, the one that soaks in a bit. The better one. Fried. It's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you got to uh, do it. We spoke a few weeks ago. Got to get your summer feet. Well, I. You You'd be proud of me. Feet. Yep. Proud of me. Up there when I was on holidays, there was a beautiful gravel walkway. Not gravel, but like a, a <laughs> yeah. like a enough to not yeah. the smooth road, yeah. but a, a, not proper gravel, but enough to like a good have you hopping on the first yeah. few steps. By the end of the holiday, <laughs> like, tiptoeing through the tulips. But I'm my feet like granite. That's what you want. Fantastic. That's what you want. So get out there if you can't mow this morning. Some like. <sighs> Maybe it's an, I reckon it's an edging morning. <laughs> it's a big edging morning. It's a big edging morning. And when, once you've edged, because the rains are going to go and it's going to get hot and the grass is going to grow like Steamy. anyone's business. Oh, you hear so it. So you cry. need to be ready. You can see it and you can hear it. So be ready. So today, maybe a bit of edging. Yeah. Potentially that little bit of first sun of the summer, because it is warm outside, get that little bit of. It's it's like searing yourself. I got home to the backyard and there was one section that has grown like a foot and the rest of the Ooh. yard hasn't grown. What happened? It's like my hair. <laughs> it's only growing in patches. 
It's I don't know what happened. I don't know. So I'm going to have to get the whippersnipper out in that area. Yeah, we've spoken about that. Through it. Yeah, got to so whippersnip that first. It's a it's a whippersnip edging kind of day. It's it not is. a mowing kind of day, but preparation is key. Uh, catch up quickly on the footy. Been away for a couple of weeks. Um, Penrith way too good. That was the best first half of big game football I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm. That first half for Penrith. Yep, and. You hear there was a lot of obviously a lot of talk about grand finals and whatnot, and I think both grand finals, uh, I think everyone, I mean, not included with the Swans, but everyone was trying to mount a case for the other teams, but it was uh, the bleeding obvious throughout the whole year. I couldn't see Para winning that game, and I'm not no, saying it's reflective glory, but no. like <clears throat> I mean, no. like, be, I think in both games, I think in both grand finals for the teams that lost to win, it needed to be something left field. Hmm. If it was a two pure games of footy, the results were the best two teams, I think, over the course of the year one. So I think both the Swans and or Parramatta in this instance needed to do something a little left field and it didn't happen. It was they were pure games of footy and, and the best teams scored really heavily. And... But the best teams not only scored heavily, they defended well too. Like it was it was zero until about the seventy something minutes in in the uh, in the NRL on the weekend. So um, Swans played well. Uh, yeah, Super Twenty Fours in Albury. We won eleven <laughs> out of fourteen games. It was uh, it was really good for the Swans Academy last. So week. when you play like that, okay, we're sitting here it's two gross. weeks later. When you sit when you sit there. As yep. a player, okay, yep. you've had your drink and you've got it yep. all let off at a bit of steam. You had the club prezzo night. You sit mm. there two weeks later, do you go, "Geez, <laughs> does it hit you then?" Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you sort of, all right, sort of, once you come back, if you you take off and you're away and you're doing whatever, and then eventually you come back. Eventually, it gets you. It gets you. Because that skill level in that first half from the Swans was way off what they're capable of. That would be the thing that rattles everyone's cage the most, surely. Okay, Geelong played well. Very good side. Yeah. Oh, 15 meter was, kicks were missing their target. Yeah, there was a lot more to it than that, unfortunately. I oh, think. was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It, that's the, been the hardest thing where people ask me, oh, what happened? You're like, everything. It was mm. just... It was what, just, through the week? The prep? No, no, no. Oh, post, just game day. No, post. So yeah. What happened? You're like, oh, no. Yeah. So know. it's not like a Ronaldo uh, oh, you World Cup get... final situation yeah. in 1998 yeah, where he... No, no, no. There's still a mystery about whether he had a mental breakdown on the eve of the game. Oh, or no, there's like nothing that. like that. Nothing like that. Too good. Too good. Looking for today's show. Uh, text on the text line 0457 736 736. Have you got a talk topic you want to get off your chest? Uh, no. Have a think. Oh, have a think about it. Have a think. Uh, yeah, 0457 736 736. You're listening in SEN 1170 in Sydney, 1620 on the Gold Coast, and, of course, on SENQ 693 up there in Brisbane and surrounding areas, the SEN app as well, or the podcast retrospectively through Apple, Spotify, and the usual places you get your podcasts from. You can listen to the whole show on that if you're missing, missing any of it over the next three hours. And coming up, we've got Brad Hodge, who, yeah, well, Talk a little cricket with him, but he's actually on the mountain. He's at Mount Panorama as part of the Channel 7 Bathurst 1000 team. So we'll check in with Hodgie, who's up there, um, about to be inundated with biblical-type rain by the looks of the radar. Chris Anstey to chat all things basketball as well. Do you see this thing that's popped up on socials this morning uh, out of Golden State Warriors practice? Yep. Draymond Green? Smacked him right in the face. <laughs> Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole. So where are these two players in the grand scheme of things? Like Draymond Green has been around forever, hasn't uh, he? Champion and starter. And Jordan Poole, six man. Like 
Bench. Right, the, the next, but the next, the next wave of but key players. Not yeah. like he's no, 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 no. No, he's not. He's not waving towels all game. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't do anything at the moment. He got his head punched in. There you go. Like he was Smacked out right in the face. But you look at it, I've and seen you, that it's on social I've media. But he's not looking at him. So Drummond's hit him when he's not looking at him. He's just clean hit him. Yeah, average. but people saw people began. Oh, it's a sucker punch. That's no, not. He's standing right in front of you. He is standing right in front of you. But and I know he's probably not, not expecting and, but that. But it's not. A, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be expecting that anyway. But it didn't seem to be a lot that sort of instigated it. No, I'd he just say, sort of. There was a bit of this, that. Morning, Gibbo. By the way, Morning, Gibbo. He's been trying to fix the computer. Oh, hey, look, boys. You know, I, I try yeah. not to let things get in the way. I'll, Good morning, and then a few things just go wrong, and you you got to let it go. You got to yeah. move on. It's the new me, Adam. Three weeks in, it's the new me. But it seems like one of those moments, Nick, where you've sort of been going at this guy for a while. You've been you've been getting under his skin. You've been getting under his skin, and then you got that one comment in you Straw that camel. really yeah. <laughs> breaks the camel's back. And yeah. then he's just sitting there. He's just waiting. He's just waiting, and he's like, you know what? It's right now. <laughs> it's right now, and then he's just giving him last week's pay. And oof. It's, will it be frosty? How long do you hang on to that if you're Mr. Paul? Probably for as long as he's drinking through a straw. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's because you've got the actual. Yeah, I've got a sore jaw, and then you've got the embarrassment of it actually <laughs> got out. He, yeah. Is he injured? That it actually got out. Has he got a? Whoever, uh, that person is in trouble. Yes, correct. Big trouble. Yes. If you're in charge of vision and cameras of practice and that happens, you quickly hit delete. Delete. Mind you. How often does that happen, do you think? Uh, no, not often. Not often. Like. Not as often it, as we want it to be. No. <laughs> but it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Because you go through, you go through preseason and they're in there. They've only just started their preseason. But you go through preseason and then the first bit of preseason at training is you just, this is the, you're just trying to breathe stage. And you don't want to, you're not focused on anyone else you're just trying to breathe and you just don't want to collapse into a heap and then you get to the second part where you're starting to get fit and then you're okay with contact with your teammates and it's all fun and games and then you get to the really fit and really contact ready and then you just start bashing each other <laughs> and you're ready to start playing other teams yeah so i'm not sure what part of preseason, but i've seen it heaps of time toby nankervis was one of the best actually he's now richmond three i think he's won three premierships there when he was Big at the Ruffman. swans yeah, yeah. Who did he take out? He got a couple of the young boys once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just had enough. There was that. And then. Were they chipping? Did they deserve it? Were they chipping away? And uh, No, it was just more of a. He got to the third phase of preseason where fit and you're fit and you're ready to. Rumble. You're ready to rumble. <laughs> a bit of testosterone built. It, it, it's up. quite funny. And when you're working in development at these clubs and you, you're working with the young kids that are trying to like find their way and you're like, oh, yeah. Right, we're playing match practice, and I remember it was it was Bud and Kurt Tippett were there. Oh, we're playing match practice. Right, you're playing on Bud, you're playing on Tippett. Oh, do not hurt either of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my life, yeah, your life, but more in particular, my life, yeah, is not going to be worth living. So you got to try and get these kids up and ready and getting better, but do not hurt. Yeah, Mister One Point Five or Mister One Point Two over <laughs> do there. Do not hurt them. Mm understandable as well. So we'll talk to Chris Anstey a bit about that. Um, basketball it, it, as well, the, the sport, the big boys, the energetic, elbows flying oh, can around. Can you imagine an A-League preseason, the amount that would go on in that? <laughs> There's a few nasty ones. In terms not of... nasty. How nasty? How nasty would it get in an A-League I'll bring pre- my I'll bring my boots in next week. 
and I'll I'll run from the other side of the thing and <laughs> kick you and and like fly kick me. fly kick you in the bottom of the shin and see how quickly you get up. I don't want to get in on this pylon, but I do, I do, we do like pylons here. Sam, g'day, Sam. Sam, man in. <laughs> but because, like, because in soccer, in at least, like, footy and rugby and AFL, it's there's a bit of, yeah, a a bit contact, of contact there. Yeah. I feel like in football, because usually, you know, there's not complete aggression being put onto the other player. It might just build up, build up. So yeah, I'll yeah there's only so much you can do. But like, I'd in say in this situation as well, the, the problem you could is actually probably, in all fairness, if you really wanted to maim someone, you could probably do it more easily in football than AFL or rugby. Oh, was it Kevin Musket? He kick. tried a few times, didn't he? Kevin Musket snapped a kid's knee in a game. Yeah, it major. was horrible. Um, Roy Keane, look up his uh, tackle on Erling Holland's dad. In a Manchester derby. Oh, that's right. And that's why they hate each other. That right? would be banned in UFC. Or Eric, Eric Cantona's <laughs> fan. Yeah, well, he missed, actually. <laughs> Did he miss him? It was a shame. Because if he got him. <laughs> Is anyone writing in? Can we computers, maybe? Yeah. Is anyone listening? You sort that out. We I'll, broke uh... the world record last week. You missed it. <laughs> you had a sweep for we had the a... first try scorer. Yeah. So yeah. that's our record. Where were we at? 34. Is that 217? Yeah. We, 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 had had, we filled 34 slots, but we had more. Oh yeah. So our next our do, next though? Everest mission is to find the next sweep and I want to crack 50. Well, why don't we do one where you go, okay. In Sydney there's meant to be naught and 100 mils <laughs> of rain today. You why just, don't we open it up and say you, you get, can have you one get, number. You get 0 to 5 mils. <laughs> no, no, no. F- 1 or 3 or <laughs> <laughs> see if we get 100. No. no. We, we we won't do that. We won't do that. Hey, uh That's uh great radio. The Saturday scoreboard by the way. Um thanks to Toro I've just attached Toro, our good sponsors here, um, to that. And they don't sponsor it, but uh, they do now. They do now. Uh, the cricket, remember, SCN is your home of summer uh, of cricket with coverage continuing on Sunday with Australia taking on England from Optus Stadium in a uh, T20 warm-up, World Cup warm-up. And last night, uh, Australia wrapped up the series against the Windy. I thought it was a three-game series. It was a two-game series. Tim David, by the way, uh, if you don't know of him, I think in a month's time, you're going to be fully aware of this guy's ability, uh, Gibbo. I've seen a bit of him, oh. what he was been doing over in the white ball stuff over in England over the last few months. Yeah, well, Extraordinary power. Yeah, so he plays for the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, and Steve Smith is potentially going to drop out of the side for this player. So that sort of gives you the presence and the weight he has in this team. We might ask Hodgie about that a bit later on. Yeah, sorry. But uh, Darren Berry and Sam Hargraves have been on commentary for SEN. And in the first game against West Indies. He got out pretty poor way, mm. and Darren Berry did not hold back. Now, Darren Berry is going to be Ricky Ponting's offsider down at Hobart, so it's okay. going to be interesting to see how Tim David comes back from that. But yeah, he's been playing cricket all along the world, and he was brought in to score runs, and score runs quickly, and I believe, Adam, he did that last night? Uh, yeah, uh, 30-odd, 38. Uh, yeah, 45, sorry, of 20. I'm just watching him here. He's actually on um, on Fox right now, but... Uh, yeah, 45 off, uh, 42 off 20, should say. And uh, the Windies couldn't keep pace. Davey Warner, 75, so he's he's still going strong at the top of the order, even though he missed out the other night on the Goldie. 178, uh, West Indies, 8 for 147 in reply. Mitch Stark, 4 for 20. The king of death bowling. I fixed um, it. Mitch Stark, well done. Outstanding. Uh, attention now turns to Australia's three-match series against the Poms and their Australian coach, Matthew Mott, uh, Shield, uh, South Australia uh, stumps on day two. South Australia lead by 86 runs with 10 wickets remaining. Uh, Will Sutherland 
son of James Sutherland, maiden first-class century as well, and he took four wickets. So did Scotty Boland. Uh, Queensland v Tassie. Queensland at four for 357. Tim Payne returned and uh, dismissed for six. Manus Labashani. Labashane to us. 127. Pretty good. Basketball. Jack Jumpers. Friday night yeah, Jack what's Jumpers. What's doing? What do you mean? What's doing? With the Jack Jumpers. Well, I would put this down as a bit of karma. They're, they're on a we hand requested hand a jack yeah, jumper during the grand final and series. We were their greatest supporters. We were their Saturday greatest Saturday morning when on a Friday night, the jack jumpers would win. Would it win. It was in the rundown every week. I didn't even have to look. And the jack jumpers, they won last night. I didn't even look. No, didn't last night. But now. Because they didn't answer our phone call six months ago. Sure, that's what is it. New Zealand Breakers 71, the Tasmanian jack jumpers 65, and the Sydney Kings 100 over the Brisbane Bullets. 90, uh, the A-League men's started last night as well. Melbourne City, two. Western United, one. Gibbo's all over it, obviously. Oh, sorry about that, Adam. Yeah, we got it. And let me turn the page of the run. <laughs> <laughs> then, no, it wasn't uh, who we played like. Was it was the grand final rematch, Melbourne City and Western United? Yes. Oh, yes. That's what I just said. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. I wasn't listening. <laughs> literally just said that. <laughs> literally just said that. Western United were way off it. That was a misleading scoreline. It should have been 3 4 nil to Melbourne City, but it wasn't. And uh, looking forward to tonight, 25,000, 30,000 Allianz for uh, Sydney FC's first home game in 1,500 days at Allianz Stadium. Take Get on. into the cheeseburger spring rolls, Sydney FC <laughs> fans. <laughs> get right into them. Go, if, if you're going to go, go early and get yourself a cheeseburger. I'm going, spring. actually. So Are you yes, in the get involved in the in what capacity in what area? I'll be somewhere where and I need a collar. Put it that way. You got a lanyard on? Uh, don't think so. No lanyard, but no. collar, and possibly, probably not paying for any alcohol at some point. Well, I'd then say. there's a lanyard. Then no, it doesn't need to be a lanyard. Just need a ticket. Anyway, semantics. Uh, NFL. Less said about this oh, game, the better. What a shocker! You've got. You've got 20 seconds. I don't need 20 seconds. It was gross. You paid someone $274 million to be <laughs> horrific. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. So wow. not, got beaten 12-9 by the Indianapolis Colts. 12-9. So was there any touchdowns? None. Field three, goals. Three uh, field goals each. Game three rugby. field goals each in Game normal time. In and the then a days. field goal in extra time Ooh. and an intercept. Uh, oh, sorry, a fourth and, fourth and three, I think, at the end. And then no good. It was... For a showpiece game, not great. Had a wart on it. It was not great. Multiple warts. It was not great. And look, in, look Matt Ryan, uh, he moved to the Colts. He's at Copenhagen. Uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan. Very good. Um, he moved to the Colts and look, they've got their, their number one running back out at the moment. But the Denver Broncos, they'd signed big acquit. Probably one of the biggest in the offseason. Uh, absolutely in the quarterback room, Russell Wilson and Paul. Oh. No good. Fans were even leaving at winter extra time. Fans left. And they left. Yeah. They were walking out. Yeah. And we don't need, like an, extra, we don't need yeah. an extra 10 minutes of this. They prolong the agony. Exactly. AFLW, Carlton and Richmond had victories last night. And uh, Bing Lee, proud sponsor of the AFLW Swans. Bing Lee, better living every day. The Swans are playing the Gold Coast Suns at Henson Park this afternoon where Nick Davis will be, will be. moving to quickly. Swiftly. After we're done, Bing Lee, proud sponsor of the AFLW Swans and supporter of women in sport. Bing Lee, better living every day. After the break, we're going to check in with Lord Tristiano Mulahino in the far north of New South Wales, stroke southeast Queensland, for an update from Top Sport. 
Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, not sure the Toro would get through the, the slop out there today, I dare say. Maybe some monster truck wheels. Yeah, it would. It would. So, it would? Yeah, it would. Okay, confident. Confident. Uh, one man who might be confident about his chances today of, uh, yeah, boosting the coffers of top sport, given the track conditions for the big racing and the openness of some of these races. Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. Morning, Tristan. How are you? Yeah, very good, boys. I'm just trying to get down off the high of excitement from the NFL game last night that I watched. It was, uh, yesterday, Arvo. It was a very enjoyable game, so I struggled to sleep after that. But getting ready for a big uh, big day of racing, as you say. Hopefully the, uh, the weather plays its part and we can get through all the races today. I, I, I fear for Sydney. I fear for Randwick at about 4 o'clock. It's, uh, it's going to get ugly quick, I think, Tristan. So, um, yeah, I'm not... You'll hold some good money on the, the early races, but I'm not sure you'll get through the card, unfortunately. Yes, I think you could be on the money there. So, uh, But that that's the best thing all racing fans have heard all day, Adam. You're giving the uh, the grave weather forecast at 4 o'clock because that might mean we get through the card. <laughs> well, it's no, gonna I was going to say... Sun, my... It's going to be sunscreen and bloody... <laughs> no, my tip's going to come in race 10 because then it'll be called <laughs> off right? the money back. So we'll get to that tip a bit later on. Uh, what else is happening? No, not much. We're, uh, we've got the, uh, got the NFL, as you say, we've got the T20 uh, cricket, we've got uh, EPL, EPL's back, and so we've got some good matches on tonight, and, uh, and Bathurst as well, of course, that's the, uh, that's the big event of the weekend, obviously a bit wet conditions there at the foot of the mountain too, so um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been, uh, been some good action on it, and obviously the weather has really changed the, um, the complexion of that betting, the uh, market's just down at the moment just whilst they're on track, but uh, Van Gisbergen and Tanda, the $4 favourites, Waters and Moffat $5, and the Davis and Joe at 550 with Mostard and Coulthard there at 650 So, been plenty of good activity on Bathurst and looking forward to the big race tomorrow. Yeah, Lord, uh, in regards to, the, and a lot of things shift and move, and Adam made mention about a race day where, in horse racing, where track condition and, and things come into to play, uh, who have been the big movers? And uh, we'll, we'll talk to Brad Hodge later on in the show about it. But is there any driver or is there any, if we're looking in the form guide, who's got really good wet track form in, in the supercars? Yeah, well, a wet track form that I would look at, obviously we all know how good Shane Van Gisbergen is uh, in the wet, but he's the $4 favourite, so that makes sense. But the duo of Reynolds and Campbell, I think if you're looking for a little bit of value, um, they're at $17. They've come in from 31 on the back of the expected conditions. And when there was wet there a little while back, there was a very, very good performance there by Dave Reynolds. So I think at the $17, if you want to go for someone a bit wide that might uh, might relish the conditions, then I think that might be the other way to look. Just having a little uh, chat before you came on, Tristan, about uh, the guys last week when I was away got a, uh, a message about flight mode, about using flight mode. Do you use flight mode on a plane? Uh, occasionally. I, I, I certainly put it on occasionally, but I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to flaunt the, uh, the get, get, get through as long as we can without having to switch it off. But then as soon as uh, I, I normally switch the phone off because I play around and waste the battery, and then by the time... Uh, by the time the plane lands, there's nothing left to uh, to have a look at. So I, I normally just switch the phone off. That's normally my go-to measure. I just think that maybe flight mode should be changed to night mode or don't bother me mode as opposed there to flight mode. There is that. There is that. Yeah, but like I use flight mode for that. It just locks everything. Bang. But on, like everyone has a problem. Like 
I don't. This guy last week had a problem. Or you could just ignore it, like what I do to your YouTube messages <laughs> until about yeah four o'clock, five to nine <laughs> on a on a Saturday morning. No, um, I just think that I would have thought there would have been more problems now in the air if um having yeah, your phone on now. on a plane was an issue. I think it's it's one of those things. It's a bit like COVID testing. It's kind of thing of the past. Almost is, it, is that the myth of the the mobile phone at the petrol station as well? Is that a myth? I, or is that less of a I'm, myth? I'm, I'm not too keen to find that one out, Tristan. I don't know about you, but uh, I tend to leave the car. I tend to leave the phone in the car when I'm filling up. I don't know about Just you. Checking. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we let uh, we let Nick do the crash test, the crash test dummy on that one. I, I think I'm what leaving okay, in the guys. car as well. There. I know, I know where I sit on the pecking order here. Now you go, now you go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, Tristan, we'll check in a bit later, and we'll have uh, Nick's stupid multi. Where are we going this week with your stupid multi? Oh, Nick? I reckon we're going to have to go to the mountain. The mountain, yeah. not NFL, not one of yeah, your eighteen league stupidity. We're going to have to go to the mountain. Laden, okay. The mountain will be involved. I've actually got something for you guys as well as a as a really really uh, good tip from Trent coming later, but it's contingent. There's only one thing that uh, is a bigger jinx on the racing back than Adam declares. <laughs> no, 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 there's actually one that's worse, and I'll have the uh, the info in the next hour. It's whether my father heads up the M1 to the racetrack to do the farm <laughs> that will uh, certainly add an extra couple of kilos onto the other uh, horse. I potentially might tip, so we'll see if he gets in the car and then I'll uh, let you know the confidence levels. We'll check in soon. Thanks, Tristan. See you, boys. Tristan Melahan from topsport.com.au, home of the best uh, sports betting multi. Download the Top Sport app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We're going to have a look at the week in review shortly on the Mowers Club. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. Now, week in review, we've got it uh, on the way. And we've got uh, chat about the NRL movements and Cam Munster re-signing with Melbourne Storm as well. Um, AFL trade period. It's basically the AFL trying to be as close to the NFL as possibly it possibly can or American sports as well. Garner some interest down there in October down in Victoria. We'll get uh, Nick's thoughts on that. Golf, where's the Live Golf Tour going to be playing? And also cricket, uh, our best 11 for the T20 World Cup. Does Steve Smith deserve a spot in that 11? Back in a moment. Plenty more in the Miles Club. The Week in Review is on the way. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. We've got a, tech, a couple of texts on text line, which we'll get to shortly. But, uh, yeah, let's rattle through some of the big news. What about Cam Munster? <laughs> so he wanted to – he knew he had a decision. So he was going to deliver it, but he wanted to do it once he got through customs. <laughs> at the airport to go off on the Kangaroos World Cup trip. So he basically didn't so need to. So he couldn't be tracked down. She could be tracked down. Before he it. before he switched to flight mode. <laughs> exactly. Hey, everybody. Uh, staying in Melbourne. Thanks to everything at the Dolphins flight mode. That's one of the smarter, <laughs> see you smarter ways hours. of doing things, isn't it? If you've got a decision to make. Do it and vanish. Do it. Once you're through customs, you can't be hounded. They can't come and get you. Good call. Sorry. Well, he re- could have made it about. Three months ago. Sorry, but... darling, it's not really working out. <laughs> Imagine that. Would you do that? <laughs> Nick? It's bad news for the Dolphins. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, so it's a, what is it, three, four-year deal? 
um, to end of 2027. So, yeah, how's my maths? It's a good deal for Cameron Munster. He was already under contract for next year, but he's basically extended the contract. He's taken less than what he would get at the Tigers, who basically said, whatever you get, we'll give you that, plus 10%. It was like Rebel. When Rebel. you go in and you say, oh, I can get a pair of shoes down the road for 50 bucks, I'll, you know, Price 45. Match. Price match. Uh, do you subscribe to Wayne Bennett's theory that Cameron Munster need, needs to grow a pair and actually ring him personally to say I'm not coming? Or get the manager to tell you? Uh, depends on how personal the conversations were with if there was a lot of conversation between Cam Munster and Wayne Bennett and how far down the track he got. Yeah. If he'd never spoken to him about it, then probably not. But I'm sure he would have. Mm. I've had to make that phone call. It's not great. To Eddie? To Mick and Eddie. Yeah. Not great. You made it? Yeah. Not great. Eddie. How you going? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> so yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? Me. Yeah. Sydney. <laughs> Not you. Not you. Um, yeah, I think that's a thing that, I don't know, that's a little bit of you know, sour grapes for Wayne. And the other thing it is, is it would be disappointing for the Dolphins if they had no inkling. If it was, yeah, we're not sure, mm. we're not sure, we're not sure. And they did, they did have an inkling. So if they had an inkling, then you'd like to think that they'd moved and adv- are advanced in talks with other players mm. rather than if they've if this has just sprung on them now, going, yeah, I'm thinking I'm still I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, and they've got no inkling mm. and then sprung on on the plane, then fair enough. But it's going to be – he was. I, I think he was the one. I, I think if anyone – and the, the fact that he can, what he did at fullback for Melbourne, like he, he could have moved anywhere in that um, in that Dolphin side mm. and, and been able to make a difference and all the Tigers. What do you make of the squad numbers for the Kangaroos? So it's in order of the amount of games you've played for Australia. Really? So the most experienced player for Australia. Have you got the numbers there anywhere you buy? Oh, yeah. That's stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. Is it not? So Did, Ted's not number one. He is. He is. He's captain. Oh, because he's captain. captain vice captains are one, two, and three. Do you want to put your mic on? Generally, yeah. if you want to tell us, if you want to tell us, be or part of the tell, show. What tell I was everyone. actually doing, boys, is I was <laughs> national telling bro- you guys, national broadcaster. So, so we sound smart. So we sound smart. Yeah. See, not only am I an NB, Nick, I'm also trying to help you guys out get get a little better. Give I'm gonna give it not a take. Okay, so you go. James Sedesco is one because he's the captain. I believe then the vice captains are two and three, and then it ranks in service to the country. So how many games you played? Yeah, I don't. It, it sounds like one of those things that they're just doing for the sake of doing, just to be different. Who's ever had this idea? No one. I've never heard of this in rugby league, in any sport. You should just be able to choose your own. The Swans, when you were playing, they had it from least intelligent to most intelligent in terms of number order. What number were you? Do you want to ring Hawley and tell him that? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> right. Nathan, national broadcaster. I old mate here thought he's made a funny joke and gone, the Swans used to be least intelligent to most intelligent. Can you ring our friend Barry Hall and tell him where he would rank on that list? <laughs> you idiot. I'm tell him. But you're not far wrong. Um, what was Goodsy? He's 37, 37. wasn't he? Yeah. Super intelligent. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we digress. There were exceptions um, to the rule. The exceptions to the rule. And there you weren't one of those exceptions. No, I was not. No, I wasn't. Just only because Hawley was captain or else I wouldn't be number one. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on just picking your own then in rugby league? Uh, I don't mind picking your that. Own. 
not <clears throat> horrible. So what we're going to have is... If you grow up, I grew up being an E.T. fan, right? E.T. Yeah. plays left centre, whatever. He's number three. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he moves to fullback. He's number one. Yeah. You know, unpick or un iron off. Yeah, I don't mind it too much. Like every other sport, I guess, around the world. You've like, got your own number. Because... What other sports don't have the it? The Ford like, pack don't... Yeah. Pack the scrum. Half does this and... Matty Johns was speaking on Thursday afternoon and he was just saying, though, like for him, his dream was to play in the number six jersey and he'll always cherish that, you know, yeah. kangaroos number six jersey. And now it's like, I, I, I'm not sure who, I think okay, here we go. was number eight. Here we go. Tedesco, one. Cherry Evans, two. Three, Ben Hunt. Four, Valentine Holmes. Not far off. Yeah, but that's Five, just luck. Jake Trebojevic. <laughs> Flying winger. Luck. Six... <laughs> Ball playing 5'8", Regan Campbell-Gillard. Seven, Cam Munster. Eight, Latrell Mitchell, bustling prop. Nine, Josh Adokar. Ten, Jack Whiten. Eleven, Cam Murray. Twelve, Matt Burton. Thirteen, Carrigan. Uh, Fourteen, Nathan Cleary. All the way down. Um, yeah, a few not far off here. And then, yeah, that's, you know, the, you got the guys who have been called up for the first time, and it's fair enough. And poor old Isaiah Yo rocks up for the first time. He's got to wear 24. So, so that it goes in alphabetical order if you haven't played. So all the debutants there, which I yeah. think there must be what, is this 11? the, the yeah, text I coming in here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says I'm confused uh, yeah. from Lee. Lee, me and you both, mate. Uh, yeah. You said their jersey number on the num- uh, number of caps they have played for their country. Cam Murray has not played 13 games for Australia. No, it's in order of the most experienced, Lee. So if you're the most experienced player, oh. you get a higher number. The least experienced player gets no, the no. lowest number. It, it goes alphabetical order for all the debutants. The most experienced yeah. is only in kangaroo caps. Mm. That's what I mean. Not, not, yeah. not yeah, yeah. games, games. No, no, that. yeah, kangaroo caps. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. national team games. We, and given they haven't played much over the last three years, it's not exactly the time to do it. Anyway. We two are confused. AFL trade period. Yep. Uh, overblown? Is it just something? I, can, is it a construct no, from the AFL? I don't, to keep I don't interest? mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind. I think it. It. It's got pros and, and cons to it, but I think it's. It, it's very vastly different to obviously the NRL and how they sort of go, go through the, the start of the year and then it's, June twenty or whatever it is and then nothing through the back end. But, mm. I think. A little bit different to obviously the football world where they have their transfer windows. I think mm. there should be there should be one in season and there is a mid season draft, but I think there should be a mid season transfer in the AFL. Oh really? Yep. I think there should be. I think uh, it's just an opportunity for um list rejuvenation throughout the year and you, you might have a player or you've you've got a, a young fella that's a that that's a key back and at the moment you've got three or four that are that are going real well, but you you're missing a hole in the midfield, you might be able to get the best of both worlds there and, and keeps more teams relevant for longer. Mm. I, I think we need to make sure that um, we've got the teams have been able to put competitive sides out week in, week out. And sometimes uh, if you look at both, I would imagine the NRL and the AFL, if you went through the the ladders top to bottom and went through injury list top to bottom, um, I think um, that would be a fair bit of correlation there. Fair enough. So I don't mind it. I think it could probably trim up a little bit. It probably doesn't need to go for as long as what it does and, and people can stretch mm. things out, but um, I don't mind it. 
Uh, good week for Essendon again. <laughs> Far out. Far out. Their CEO, if you're not across this story, their CEO got the job, Andrew Thorburn, who used to run NAB Bank, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he had the job for a day. And then they found some old comments from him um, at a sermon at one of his churches, re- churches religious get-togethers, yeah. saying things about homosexuality and various other subjects. And uh, that wasn't in keeping, apparently, with the values that um, Essendon expected of their CEO. So he was G-A-W-N. Pit Rich. Max. Well, yeah, exactly. there's so many cans of worms on that shelf there at that football club (laughs) what about that it can be opened but that (laughs) exactly wow yeah wow exactly Uh, golf scenes golf where's live golf I'm hearing the Grange in South Australia is where we're going to be playing a bit of live golf early next year because New South Wales and Victoria are petrified, especially Victoria, of annoying the PGA Tour and never hosting a President's Cup ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. So Live Golf have to go and hunt around. However, there's a little rumour that Clive Palmer is making a play to chuck it at, uh, at Coolum, which is the one where he put the big yeah, dinosaur the dinosaurs at the front. Are. Well, well, apparently Clive went and took over Coolum, the, the lovely course there. Yeah. And kicked all the members off. Said, go away. You're not a member here anymore. It's my course. My course. My rule. Get lost. So he's got the course for himself, and apparently it's mid. He's, he's done it up something. So It is a good track. Greg and Clive and Saudis. Match made in heaven, isn't it? Put them all up there. Cam Smith, local boy. Stay at home. Just drive up the Bruce Highway for an hour. Yeah. It depends what sort of... Well, three hours when there's what, traffic. Yeah, well, exactly. What market they're trying to, to get to here live in. And I think everyone sort of needs to understand with Live Golf, it's not about the money. Like, they've got more than you can poke a stick at. So it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, we need heaps of people to come for the money. It's about how they can um, make their make good on their well, it, It'll get to a point where it's about money, it, eventually. Well, they keep digging over there. They've got plenty. Yeah, but they, they, don't, they don't just throw it away for the sake of throwing it away. True. Well, well, some of the people that they've signed. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it, it does make sense there with um, sort of the the main Victorian and New South Wales uh, golf courses not wanting to uh, play favourites one way or the other. Um, Barn Boogle would be good, though. Like, take Barn Boogle? Take it one of like, Jeez. Have you been to Barn Boogle? If Chris and Megan turn up, it's no good. <laughs> Gail. <laughs> it is not good at all. It's probably not got the accommodation. That's true. But then <laughs> mate, it's the only way. 54. They only play 54 holes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Oh, I think um, it, it, it's sort of ebbed and flowed, that Live Golf PGA Tour rivalry, depending on what it did show. Uh, I'm not sure if you, you're on holidays and whatnot, but President's Cup... <laughs> Mm. They tried to make it interesting. It was not interesting. Mm. I would nearly go back and watch the replay of the Colts Broncos game from yesterday in the President's Cup. It was not interesting. Okay. At all. Mm. Anyone out there? 0457 736 736. Agree or disagree? President's Cup golf was not interesting. Early Yenar from Nick. We've got a bumper Yenar on the way, by oh, the way, later in the show. Best Oof. ever. Wow. We better than. Clear 20 minutes, thanks, Gibber. Better than. I reckon I've got one potentially. That is better than. What was your gold standard? The butter. 
The little butter. The little butters that are too See, I, I was a too big, cold to spread. I was a bigger fan on of it. once you've once you've got in the lane to turn right, you you you've committed. No, it was the once you've pressed the button. Once at you've the pressed pedestrian. the button at the pedestrian crossing, you have made a contract with everyone. Everyone that you must stand there. Yes. Not if you, you want to play if you want to play Crossy red. Road, you just if you want to <laughs> frog it, frog it, yeah. go your hardest. Uh, quick one on cricket. Yeah, uh, it started. <laughs> so. Can you hear it's here on SEN? Steve yeah. Smith. Yep. I can't work out why they wouldn't try and find a place for him, given that he can invent any shot going around, which is a pretty handy acquisition or detail to have in T20 cricket, as opposed to just being able to hoik yeah. it over the grandstand at mid-wicket. Yeah, I think he's more of a gut feel sort of player. Because everyone's like, oh, statistics and this and all that. Like... He's just one of those people that you put in a team until he can't physically stand at the end and hold a bat. Mm. Really? Find a place. you got to find a place. Mm. Like you manufacture a spot for him until he can't take a stance. Yeah. Really. He's a winner. Mm. Nose cricket. Nose cricket. Mm. If it hits the fan, he's a sort of – if it hits the fan and you're an Australian cricket fan or Australian cricket player and he's walking out to the middle, you feel, all right. You'll get some sorted. Something. Something. That was the Week in Review. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back to the Saturday Morning Mowers. I've kicked him off and I'm taking back over. Coming up in the second hour, we are going to do Yeah Nas. We'll talk to Chris Anstey. And, of course, we're going to have Do Yourself a Favour. It is back we have got plenty of texts coming through about the jersey numbers that the uh, Australian Rugby League team will be wearing in the World Cup. And a caller, Dylan from Peakhurst. He wants to have a chat about that. Dylan, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Mate, I'm really good for a Saturday morning. What can we do for you? Oh, just on the jersey numbers, I've watched a few games of the Super League and I'm pretty sure they all have like set numbers that they wear all year. Like That's their personal jersey with their name and everything. I'm not... I'm not I'm like I'm, I don't mind the um with the all the Australian players having a set number, which you you know who it is all the time. Yeah, I is, would you like it? Like it, I don't mind it in a in a one-off sort of World Cup thing. Um, obviously the Australians are doing it off the the caps, but what about back in the NRL? If the players got to choose their own jersey and have their number on the back for the year, would you be happy with that? Yeah, I'd be pretty happy with that. Sounds good. It's, uh, it's just like when we play. I play soccer. I've, because I've quit league because I've never got too big for it. But yeah, you just, everyone gets to pick your own number. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind that, Dylan. Thanks for your call, mate. Uh, we'll be back with the second hour coming up. Yeah, now we'll be hot off the news and we'll be back with that. Are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. So I leave the studio for two minutes and it all of a sudden becomes the the Cole Sanderland show. (laughs) Hey, we didn't say it. We didn't drop it. it. You allowed it. Allowed it or how? By facilitating a caller, Adam, which is talkback radio, I believe. Valon Barisha, who played for Melbourne City last night, his first interview after a game playing in the A-League. F-bomb. First he's question. The best, he's the best one. <laughs> I was sitting there watching the Sydney Swans play St Kilda in the last game, and they interviewed 
Sarah Jones interviewed Dan Hanbury and like, mm. oh, we're going to cross down to Sarah. She's talking to Dan Hanbury. And I said, I guarantee he'll swear. <laughs> Four seconds into it, bang, <laughs> dropped it. You spend enough time with a dude. <laughs> I, mean, I bet you he swears here. Has he got the, would he need to put his swear jar in a, like a aquarium? Yeah. Rads. Hmm. Fair enough. Chris Anstey's joining us right now, uh, former Boomer, NBA player, NBL superstar as well, and it's all across his basketball. Uh, there's no squaring on a basketball court, is there, Chris? You've never sworn in your life? No, of course not. We keep it really, really clean. <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah, good. Hey, good. We just flog people at practice, Chris. That's what yeah. we do. We, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. I will get to that. But firstly, who was the, who was the guy that just could not stop swearing in it? in your career, a teammate or, or whatever like that. Dob him in right now. Swear Jar Central. Yeah, Leonard Copeland. He, uh, <laughs> one of the best trash talkers I've heard and yeah, he got in you. He didn't quite hear it all, but uh, he wasn't sure. He wasn't, uh, wasn't shy to be louder. He, a few comments back from the crowd sitting courtside. You're pretty close in a game of basketball, but no, nah, Copes was as good as any I've been around. Was there anyone like a nun who, who just refused? Who, who, who's total his, clean his teammate. <laughs> his teammate, Andrew Gaze. No way. <laughs> as hard as you try, you just can't get him to swear or do anything wrong. He's too nice. Has he ever got it's angry? Really, it's really annoying. Has he ever, ever got angry? I've never seen the guy like flustered or like, you know, we all have those days. You're kind of cursing the world or whatever. Like, I've never seen the guy just down about things. No, look, he has, and he does a good job of not showing it, but I suppose you don't become that great and one of the best of all time without having that drive and that level of anger and competitiveness, I suppose. So he certainly got it. Um, Mm. He's done a good job of uh, keeping it away from the public eye, I suppose. But uh, no, look, he he went about it the right way, and again, you just couldn't catch him out. If he ever wanted to go into politics, they'd never dig up any dirt on him. It's incredible. Oh, they'd, they'd, they'd find something. Um, uh, Draymond Green, uh, uh, the polar opposite in terms of anger, it seems, to Andrew Gaze. So Jeez. we mentioned at the top of the show, if you haven't seen the vision, he's just gone over to his teammate Jordan Poole at a practice for Golden State Warriors as they prepare for the upcoming NBA season and just smashed him in the face. And when I say smash, it's like Brad Pitt in Meet Joe Black type thing when he gets hit by the car. It's It's heavy stuff. Uh, Chris, what do you make of all this and, and what do you reckon the fallout might be in, a, in an NBA locker room for something like this? It's, it's, yeah, it, it was almost shocking, wasn't it? I, I'd heard that there was an altercation and then the footage got leaked and gee, it, was a, it was a massive punch, wasn't it? And, you know, he sort of confronted Jordan. And, and the thing is, you're looking, clearly something's led up to that happening and they had words and... Yeah, you know, I don't think anyone would argue what Jordan did was to sort of push him away and, and get him out of his face. But the, the punch that he threw was to a teammate was was something I certainly haven't seen in a training environment. I've been around a few push and shoves and a, a couple of scuffles, but not like that. And God, you, you see some of what happens and what we're trying to get rid of just in society. And that was as big a punch. And knowing what we know about concussion and all those sort of things, his knees just buckled. And, well, yeah, what's the suspension? What's the fallout? I, I don't know. I, I think the Warriors are, are really well-placed to handle it internally. I, I can't see there not being a suspension and a really large fine involved um, now that the footage is out. But, yeah, geez, it's, I, I think the one thing about Draymond Green is he's got that reputation. People know they're going to get that, that edge, but 
you know, to, I think, although I don't think I know, that's just clearly overstepping the mark when, when that's one of your teammates, the guy you go in a fight with every day, uh, way too far. And it was, yeah, something I wouldn't, you know, really, really surprised to see. Yeah, I think it'll be that the Golden State Warriors will get their opportunity to suspend and fine. And if the NBA aren't happy, they'll probably come over the top with that. But the NBA preseason is in full swing. And someone that we haven't seen a hell of a lot on the court in the last sort of 18 months, two years, was Ben Simmons. And he was back in action for the Nets. It's good to see him on court. And it's, it's great to be able to talk about Ben Simmons, the basketball player, and doing basketball things instead of... I suppose the media circus that's followed him around the last 18 months while he hasn't been playing. So he'll be rusty. Um, and he's shown that there, <laughs> there was a video of Ben shooting a shot that's coming off the bottom of the rim and hitting Kyrie Irving in the face, which if you, if you Googling the Draymond Green punch, go and Google the, the Ben Simmons hmm. shot that hits Kyrie. That'll lighten the mood a little bit. But no, it's great to see him back. And the Nets coach, Steve Nash, is on record as saying that the preseason for the Nets means probably more to them than any other team, given the fact that their key players just haven't spent any time together. Ben hasn't been on the floor for such a long time. And it's valuable time spent because they've got so much talent, they need to get it to mesh. And, um, you know, I'm lucky enough, I'm actually going over to see a few of their games in a couple of months. So I hope by the time I get there, they'll be they'll be humming. But uh, again, excited to see him. And I, I think, I know it's been spoken about, but I think it's fantastic that he's got Paddy Mills across the other side of the locker room to to help him navigate coming back to get his mind right as much as he gets his body right. And, you know, great to have two Aussies on one NBA team and, and one that will, in my mind, certainly be competitive when the end of the season rolls around. Chris, I'm probably um, in the great minority here in terms of what everyone thinks of Ben Simmons, but I actually feel really sorry for the guy given the, the news is now filtered out properly that he's back issues. He, he had disc issues, ruptured discs in the, the lower part of his back. He needed surgery to correct those a bit like what Tiger Woods had. And Tiger Woods ended up having to have spinal fusion down the bottom of his, of his spine. It obviously played with his mind and, and, and physical abilities as well. So I think, I don't know if if Ben had his time again. I, I reckon he should have put out his physical ailments a, a bit more out there just to get everyone off his back. Because now he comes back, pardon the pun. Now he comes back, and if he doesn't not light it up, but get really comfortable really quickly within the first month, that pressure is going to intensify again. Is is there much of that sympathy out there for him, or am I in the as I said minority? Uh, yeah, here? No, you're, in a, you're in a minority, but I tend to agree with you. And what I was really grateful to hear was Ben finally agreeing to speak publicly and he did it on JJ Reddick's podcast and I think there was a sense of comfort in that his former teammate wouldn't do the wrong thing by him in the interview nor send anything to air that he might you know misstep in the conversation so it was great to hear Ben's perspective we finally got an insight into how serious his back injury was and the associated mental health battles that he had recovering from that but also dealing with the, the, just the avalanche of media criticism that came along with it and in his words it, it was interesting to hear how many times he went to write a tweet or a social media post and delete 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 and it, it must have been difficult um, so to have him finally out there speaking again is fantastic to have him on the basketball court is fantastic you know, look I think the Australian sporting public 
is really forgiving. And while there are a lot of people, as you say, on his back at the moment, you know, have, have a look at how we've embraced, so many of us, how we've embraced Nick Kyrgios the last six months, just, just because he's shown a willingness to trend back maybe towards what we enjoy watching a little bit more and shown a little bit of, I suppose, he's reflected a little bit on what he's done and understands a little bit greater. I mean, they grow up, don't they? We, we sometimes forget how young these athletes we look up to are and at, at some level how immature they are as human beings, not as athletes, but they're learning as they go and there are not many jobs in the world that get criticised as heavily as what a professional sports person does. So I think as soon as Ben gets on the court, the season starts, I, I, I'm pretty confident that the Australian public will band behind him if he does it the right way, and I'm sure he will. I agree. Well said. Uh, the second week of the NBL this weekend uh, started last night. The Kings at home, uh, they were too good against the Brisbane Bullets. Uh, in there, they collected the rings. Banner up to the the sky out there at Homebush. Banner up. Yeah, we uh, no, we're actually down in Hobart. We spent the night with Luke Longley, and he had he was glued to the telephone, of course, being a part of the Sydney Kings coaching staff. And we we couldn't get him off the phone. He was thrilled, but no, big night. And I'm really impl- really impressed with the team they're putting together. And there was clearly some concern having lost Jalen Adams that whoever they bought in would have big shoes to fill. But I tell you what, it, there's a lot of talk around the NBL about how good their replacement Walton is. And, you know, he just passes the eye test. He, he was incredible against Illawarra. We didn't see all of the game last night, but I just think they've got an absolute ripper. I, I think Xavier Cooks can, can step into an even bigger role than what he had last year. And I expect him to be one of the best local players in the, in the competition this year. And look, they, they're just going to be really, really hard to beat. And, I, I love that they wear their heart on their sleeves. I, I love that they go out and say that we're arrogant. I, I think they're a little bit different. There's, there's a little bit of an edge to the team. And I, I think in some way that's what Sydney is, that they want that. They, they want that conflict. They want those rivalries. And they've certainly got the skill in that group to be able to uh, to back up whatever it is they're saying. Now, you mentioned about being in Hobart with Big Luke. Um Tell us a bit more about this because he's a fascinating character. I mean, the Australian story done on him was just yeah. compelling viewing. And I'd imagine that spending a night with Luke in a, in a theatre listening to all these life stories is, is compelling listening as well. It's, it's going around the country at the moment, Chris. It is. Last night we tipped off. We, you know, we had him speak in Hobart. He was on stage for just on two hours and you could, you could have heard a pin drop. He was absolutely incredible. Some of the stories and insights that he had and, the conversations around Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and some others that I, I won't probably disclose yet because I don't want to ruin his stories when he travels around. But um, look, he's just such a great storyteller. And what we wanted to do was find a way, given the fact that he didn't get his say in the last dance and, you know, over 3 million people I found out last night connected with the Australian story. So we wanted to find a way for Luke to share his story publicly and, we're wrapped that he's agreed to do it and actually we're up in Sydney on Wednesday the 12th of October at the Factory Theatre at 7 o'clock so there are still tickets left and any Kings fans basketball fans, sporting fans out there it's an incredible night it's it's, it's two hours of Luke, you get to again the insights are incredible there's a lot of great basketball people in the room but certainly it digs even deeper than what the Australian story was able to do in an hour. Yeah sweet no mm. Um, head out there, the Factory Theatre in Sydney. Uh, if you're in the Sydney area, you're going up to Brisbane as well? 
We are. We're, we're up in Brisbane. So we're, we're Melbourne on Sunday night. Uh, we're going across to Bendigo. We wanted to make sure that Luke visited a couple of regional centres as well. Uh, we, of course, have to go to Perth being Luke. So we're Perth mm. on Saturday and we're Brisbane the Saturday after. So pretty easy to find the details of the events online. Uh, just go and Google Luke Longley, my story, and they'll all pop up or have a look for me on social. We're meant to do that these days, aren't we? Everything's done on social media. So if you find me on social, you'll find all of Luke's events. It's the easiest way to go. And jump on, have a chat, and we'll uh, we'll get everyone sorted. Chris, unreal. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Good luck with the tour. And, um, yeah, enjoy getting over stateside to, to watch a bit of NBA as well. Thanks for joining us on the Mowers Club. Thanks for having me, guys. Chris Anstey, NBA, uh, NBL, and Boomers uh, legend, joining us here on the Mowers Club. Now, after the break, yeah, nah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's a, there's a shopping list. Oh, four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Preemptive, yeah, nah. Yeah, well, people know. And 10.20 on 10, Saturday morning. 10.20. Bang. Be ready. It's like 4.20 for other parts of life. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Now it's time for... Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, few in the bank over the last couple of weeks Ooh. about this. <laughs> I get excited about a few things in life, but not many more than this. We've got some on the text line, which we, we will have. get we will to. Get and thank you very much for, for chiming in with those. Love a preemptive yeah, nah. And we will get to those in a second. Um, how many you got? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, I've got three. So you go first. You've got more. <laughs> Let's start with, this is, a, this is an easy one. Save the date. Mm-hmm. People tend to oh, just save the date. Just tell me what it's for. Then I'm going to work it instead of sending because they go save the date. Then they go, oh, it's for this, that, or the other. Straight away, say. Just tell me what it's for. Straight away, if it's worth saving. <laughs> for. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. The save the date is pointless. Oh, I just got to save the date. Well, tell me what it's for. Generally speaking, the what it's for comes with the save. No, nah, it doesn't. Do it does not. No, no, it's a save the date. Oh, yeah. just save this date. Mm. What for? I don't know. I might want to play golf. So I would go to Super Wedding. Save the date. Yeah, no. Uh, for listeners up in southeast Queensland, it's a beautiful part of the world. <laughs> it's not raining down there. However, I will yeah. say, your major road system between the Gold Coast and Brisbane and Brisbane and Sunshine Coast is of a third world, if fourth world variety. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Donkeys could be trawling, like, things behind them quicker up the freeway on the side of the road than what you're going on that freeway between the Goldie and Brisbane at times. There are weeds. There are not just weeds. There are tre- There are weeds taller than humans that have grown in the roadworks because nothing has been done for so long. Queensland roads. Yeah, nah. The lot of ya. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. People that use the keyboard typing noise on their iPhones. <laughs> yeah, nah. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> That's, That's a, a double. double. That's a and I know, double. and I know this is going to come back to haunt me this afternoon. I know it is. I know it is. But 
People that have the keyboard typing noise on the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a over and under, perhaps an age where that's acceptable. It's yeah. not. I, I think. What is it for? I don't know. say you think, oh, I need to hear yeah, that like, my finger is hitting. Look, the... if you're over 70 and you're using a smartphone, yeah. you've grown I, up I, in well another done. Yeah, you, you've you've grown up another era. I, I understand what Kibbo's getting at there. But what Even do I, to, I would what say, do need to... well, because look, they're just trying. They don't probably don't know how to turn it off. It's probably upside down. But if you're a young, they wouldn't buck, use flight mode. No, they wouldn't know flight mode existed. They would not. But if you're a young buck, I, I even if you've got a loud or ringtone, dough. even if you've got a loud ringtone, it's like, mate, no one needs to hear. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I'll dream on grand. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to hear that. Yeah, I mate, that's one is of that, your is better. That, is that near number one? That does is it near go above number the bu- one. Does it go above look, butter? Look, the, no. the, the hard butter? The no, bu- you see, you got it wrong. The pedestrian one's number the pedestrian one. Pedestrian number one. The hard butter, yeah, it doesn't get me that well. Like oh, people who use familiar. the clicking. We should, on. we should collate all these and come I've up with a, a book for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be our Christmas special. <laughs> we're going to pre-record it during the week, yeah. and it's going to be three hours of yeah, nah, while we're on holidays. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Shit that annoys us. Can we say that word? Oh, well, 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 that sits at number two with the most rude word said today on radio, so <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. I've got the number one. He's been away for three weeks. He's been up in southeast Queensland. On the road. <laughs> picked up a few extra words, it sounds like. Can I add to my <laughs> – this is a very good one. Can I add to the road situation in that <laughs> – I cop this from Brisbane to the sunny coast. So you're sitting in traffic, mm. like going nowhere. Speed limit's 100, but you go to a roadwork section where it's 80. And because it's checking on people to make sure you're going on, they've got one of those, like, uh, fluorescent signs. Smiley face. The smi- it says, oh, you're not speeding. No, I'm <laughs> no, not. No, no. I'm doing it 60 kilometres less than the speed limit, you <laughs> idiots. That's exactly what happened. I'm doing 80. Thank you for taking my yeah, no. Sorry. Um, I'm doing 80. <laughs> Meant to be doing 80. Yeah. Sitting there thinking, oh, it's not like there's thank a beach for, or a pool th- or Thank a you for not speeding. Cold beer. And it's a, a damn sign going past in an 80 zone that says flashes to 29 and a big green smiley face. <laughs> I'm the, you're like, I'm not happy. I dead set nearly parked the car, went over and took it off. Give it a dream <laughs> on. Well, seeing you do have your sketchy driving record, Adam, <laughs> I take it as I take it as just need to drag that through. The <laughs> oh, look, look! If, if you're going to announce it on air, which he did <laughs> multiple times, then I, I'm going to say it. I'm happy. I'm. Happy. I've never used my cruise control more <laughs> than what I did in the last couple. Of, but yeah, oh, far out. The automatic signs that tell you you're going 61 k's <laughs> under the speed limit and capping it off with a smiley face. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Right, next one. Mm. The reason and the want for the expiry dates on the passport when your passport expires but you can't use it for six months prior anyway, what's the point of it having an expiry date? Very good point. How stupid. Yeah, nah. I'm finding myself in this predicament as we speak. If anyone can tell us why you can't use your password... Passport? Passport. Six months before it expires. Like imagine if that was milk. <laughs> or beer. Or beer. Speaking of beer, is Brett... <laughs> Expiry dates on beer. I never knew beer expired. <laughs> I found yeah, that out this week. There is a while. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And if you leave beer in the fridge since Christmas, the year before, yep, gets ice in it, Brett. <laughs> that happened to me on the weekend. But passport expiry dates. I'm going through this. Mm. Got to book a trip to Queenstown in November. 
passport expires in March, why can't I use it till March? What's the point of having an expiry date on it? 0457 736 736. If anyone could solve this mystery for us. Help me. Yeah. Help me help you. Help us. Help me. Help everybody. <laughs> but so, mainly me. Passport expiry dates. Yeah, no. Nah. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. What's Te- next? Text line? Yeah, I've still got two to go. Okay, one from Jace, and then we'll go okay. back to you. Yeah, no, when my roommate unpacks groceries, they seem to think... Oh, lost it. Got it back. When my roommate unpacks groceries, they seem to think they're a product endorsement specialist because each item gets stacked in our cupboards like they are located in Woolies and not a two-bedroom unit. <laughs> I can half understand you want to know where everything, know everything is. But Especially like your packet sauces and stuff like that. Well, there's, They're important. There's shelves. There's not, it's just not a free-for-all and chuck it anywhere. There's like your... Your chips and biscuits, and then your, yeah. your kind of spreads on a different mm, shelf. Depends on sort of. Depends if you're in a rush. I get where you're coming from. I there, get where Jace. you're coming from, Jace. Here's another one. <clears throat> this is a public service announcement. Maybe it doesn't affect you, but anyway. Getting a haircut whilst on holiday or away for work can be mm. fraught with danger. Mm. Because if you get a good one, then you can't go back. Mm. Pacing point. Went to Albury last week. Pace in coin. <laughs> what did I just say? Then? I don't know. Pace in coin. <laughs> Why Albury of all places to get a haircut? No, though? well, I was in Albury for a football thing. Yeah, and I, I had the, the <laughs> case in point. Case in point. Is that, is that right? Yeah, you got it. Case in point. You got there in the end. Well done. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I was in Albury. The games didn't start till one o'clock, so I had a bit of morning off. I went, oh. Can you get a haircut? It's a solid nine. I'm tracking at a solid nine out of ten at the moment. Mm. Happy with the haircut. Mm. Unfortunately, haircuts in Aubrey. Mm. How do I go back? I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Fraught with danger. How far would you go for a good haircut? Oh, how far? Hundred k's. I reckon. Mm. Do you go to the same place when you get your haircut? Well, you sort of. Because if you're loyal, try. if you get a good one, yeah. Because and then if you go to a good barber and then you're there and you've got a good barber and then he, I've done this before and you can see he's cutting hair and you go to walk in the door, you're like, oh, I'm not going in there until he's free because I want that guy because he's yeah. good. He's good. There's four lined up and you've got to somehow yeah, manage. You've got to try and manage you've got your twenty five percent chance. Oh, he's going to be finished just before him, and then I want to get back in that line. But yeah, got a haircut in Aubrey and solid nine potentially. Hitting a nine and a half at the moment. Yeah, good, good. Hey, look, we well, wearing a hat, so we can't really tell. I know. No. I'm saving it. Oh, I can't. It. It's not What's fair. On? What's on today? It's not fair. Oh, the AFL, AFL w game, yeah. Me- board meetings. I'm just still um, happy to have the choice of being getting able to a haircut. Go to a haircut. What about you, Adam? Have you got the same place? I imagine you'd have the same place you go to. Joe across the road does uh, haircuts from home, so yeah, it's oh. just convenient. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not choosy. And so if you went somewhere else to get a haircut and then you... Oh, and then you walk... If you, yeah. if you went somewhere else it's and like got a haircut episode, yeah, and then oh. Joe's out the front, and you go, oh, just put a bit of hat on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I should take it all right, I think. Yeah, but... Hey. One to go? One to go? Go. Here's one. I've got one more. That's all. I've got okay. two more, actually. Okay. Would well, you want to go? Yeah. Okay, you go. You know your bottom veggie drawer in your fridge? No. Nah. <laughs> 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 what? That's you where know, I put you, my beers. Your crisper 
It's down the bottom. You, I thought it made your beers crisp. Yeah, microwave meals down there. That's <laughs> reserved for that. So, <laughs> anyway. When you go away on holidays and you come back and you forget that you didn't clear it out. Well, never had that problem. <laughs> oh, my God. There's some things growing in that thing. Vegetables can still grow. Really? After they've been picked. After they've been picked. Right. <laughs> they can grow, mutate, and change no, colours no, you no, never use, thought imaginable. No, use by date on them buggers. Oh, yeah. The, when it starts growing hair. That's the use fruit. by date. That's. Or vegetables, that's the use by date. Another one as well. <laughs> I don't know if you guys picked this up. Denmark are going to the World Cup, uh, and they're in Australia's group. But their group of death. Hummel is their uh, kit sponsor. Yeah, they've decided to kind of wash out the logo and have like really like nondescript. Jerseys, no chevrons that they usually have. Their change kit is a black cat, uh, black shirt, to protest the World Cup being in Qatar. Mm. That's the protest, and then they've doubled down the Danish and saying we're not taking the wives and girlfriends because we don't want to fill the coffers of the organisers because that would then help their travel industry by taking the players' wives and girlfriends. Yeah, nah. If it was that much of an issue, sport and politics. Just don't go. Separate it. For goodness sakes, it's there. Give us that. That might give us a win if they don't turn up. Forfeit. Forfeit. Yeah. Hey yeah. Standing around half an hour before the game. Where's the other team? Where's the other team? We're warming up. Oh. Beauty. We can rip into the esky straight away. <laughs> rip into the esky. They got to pay for the umpires, <laughs> the refs. <laughs> Beauty guys. Can, someone else can take the nets down as well. Okay, last one for me. This is an interesting one. Come across my desk this morning. If you take someone else's phone off the phone charger, <laughs> if you take someone else's phone off the phone charger, yeah. it is then your responsibility when you get your little percentage boost or bump, yeah. 15%, 20%, just to get yourself going. <laughs> yeah. When you go back to get your phone off the charger, you then must... If that phone is still sitting there, replug the original phone back into the phone charger. I would go back. I would go back from that. Sorry to interrupt your own yeah, nah, but you did it to me that's before. That's so That's fine. That's what we do here. I would go back and say, make sure you know that everyone else knows that you're putting your phone into the charger, which is already taken, to say, hey, whose phone is this? i got 1%. Help a brother out or a sister out. Can I just do a little swapsy here for 10 minutes? Boost me up. you got to... You've no, got to announce it. Okay. So, okay. So, phone's sitting here. My phone is sitting there like that on the charger. Mm. You need percentage. I'm not around. Mm. You Do you look at what percentage I've got and go, oh, Nick's got 50%. I can no, no. take his phone off. My first my first thing is, whose phone is this in, in this charger? I don't. Let's say you know it's touch. mine. Let's just say you know it's Oh, yeah, I know it's yours. You know it's Oh, mine. yeah, I'm throwing it out the window. <laughs> don't use me as an example <laughs> then. Use someone else's. You've got to look. All right, so I reckon if you look and you go, oh, the person on the charger, they're above, let's say, I reckon it's probably 30? Yeah, gone. 30? Yeah, if you All know right. the person, out. So 30, yeah. okay. Out, that phone goes there, you get your yep. your bump. Mm. And when, But when you take yours off, you then have to re-plug mine in. Give Yeah, sort of depends on the phone as oh. well. Now for... <laughs> you know what? You know, and you know what? If that person's got the keyboard typing noise, yeah, leave their away. phone unplugged. Stuff them. 
But I had an iPhone 8, an old iPhone, for about six years, and the battery life was absolutely <laughs> off. Point, point in case. There it is. Mm. Point like, in case. <laughs> <laughs> point in case. Point in case. Like, so thirty percent. I believe you said thirty percent of like his battery isn't the same as a thirty percent on one of the new Fandangles. So yeah, then you've got to start. No, it's all, these are all the things that you really, have to think about. So in, in anyway, in, in anyway, in so summary, what's your year now? in a summary, anyone that unplugs someone else's phone charger, phone from the charger, and then doesn't replug it in, yeah. Nah. And we're going to do your text line, yeah, Nars, after the break, uh, for the after the news, actually, which is nearly the 11 o'clock news, but it's actually the 10.30 news, Sydney time. Back in a moment. Yes, welcome back. Well, and hasn't it just lit up? Oh, love a lit up uh, text line here um, on, on the... Yeah, isn't SEN sponsored by a Signet? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're plugging our phones in, it's a Signet power bank. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Paramat's got a yeah, nah, 36-year drought? Nah, 37-year drought. Yeah, Something nah, <laughs> Paramat. Oh. It was always like we mentioned it earlier in the show. All the emotional kind of context that was given to the match in the lead up to it, totally kind of. I think they knew. No, they didn't. They did. Para fans, they were they were no, so they hopeful did. and excited. No, they did. But the they number did. of people that were tipping Para for the game, and I'm going. Yeah, this is based on. But you know, and if you're right, you're genius. And if you're wrong, you're like, oh, no, but, no it became... but no one remembers who tipped Paramount. No one remembers. I do. Brian Fletcher, he went on. Exactly. <laughs> he changed his mind. Exactly. Anyway, we need to get to this. Yeah. We have got lots to get through. Mm. Anthony from Schofields. This is absolutely a year now. Taking someone's beer from a shared communal oh. esky without asking. If you bring... A certain beer to the thing and put them in the esky, and then you start going, Oh, geez, these beers are a bit better or a bit colder. Uh-uh. That, I would say, that is right should eventuate. There. I think in, the in punishment a, dra- in a for that, Draymond. No, a, <laughs> a public branding with one of the said cans. No, go and spend, no. <laughs> go no, and stand 20 meters away, to get get peg one at you. Pick yeah. the worst can out of there. No, nah, give him the Draymond. Give him the Draymond <laughs> treatment. That'll, that'll Draymond. teach him. Yeah, you can't do that. That is I outrageous behaviour. Uh, good morning, mowers. Good morning, mowers. If you went to a small town with only two barbers, one had a crook haircut and the other had a great one, which one would you choose? The crook one, because you can't give yourself a good haircut. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes you can. My lockdown haircuts are okay. I thought it was a... Who would you choose? What's that? The bad haircut, uh, or the, I don't know, just a haircut, whatever. Just wear a hat the whole time. Mars anyway. here. Good point on the holiday haircut. Went to Japan back end of 2018. Had the best haircut on the planet in Kyoto. The attention to detail from the barber was immaculate, and they finished off with after spray. Yeah, but I'm glad you, that that's what they finished off with. And used an electric massage pad for the neck and shoulder massage. Wait, there is more. They gave me a little bag of sweets on the way out. Eels, Mars, yep. It's fraught with danger. Mm. Fraught with danger. Other establishments along those lines as well. Uh, From McHugh, yeah, nah, my kid's whinging about me whinging. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him to stop whinging. I can relate. I like this one. Yeah, nah, to all the idiots with done up Corollas driving like it's a mask game. (laughs) It's like when there's a fight on, everyone thinks they can fight. Yeah. Everyone walks out of the pub after watching a fight thinking they can go. <laughs> or experts, anyway. Expert. Like, there is so many. I, I, look, I'll Listen be honest. To us. I'm probably <laughs> one of them. 
But on like a Sunday afternoon when mm. the UFC's on, yeah. you go down, say to your local watering hole, and I've never had a stroke. fight in my life, but <laughs> all of a sudden I'm so Volk needs to take down more takedowns, <laughs> Volk, more takedowns. What can you? What can you? At what level? We I think we've spoken about it. At what level of competency can you give your opinion on something? Uh, and, and this is and and Jaden will text him because Jaden he's a mate of mine and he's a he's a professional golfer and he goes and pr- plays in these pro ams right so he's a, he's mm. off plus one plus two so a good golfer and then he's playing with blokes that are twenty handicappers and they mm. start giving him advice ah oh, really <laughs> he comes yeah no. that's a yeah no. <laughs> at what point so if you're would you consider yourself Gibbo a good enough surfer to give someone advice on surfing or how to um well I do do it with kids. For a job. Yeah. So maybe if they were kids or not, probably not anyone who was older than me. If, you, if, you're, it, if you're out the back, yeah, you're just out the back bobbing around and old mates out there, would you give anyone? No, nah, probably okay. not. I just also. Yeah. At, at, at football or golf? I think it's got to be someone of a standard that is, look, golf's easy because you've got a number to tell you how good you are. Yeah. So it's, But if you pass the eye test, if you think someone's not as good as you, would you give them advice for something? If they wanted it. What if they didn't want it? Well, shut up. Especially <laughs> if you're playing golf against them, you want to take their money. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, one more uh, little... Yeah, I don't know if this is a yeah, nah, but it's mainly one from Anthony on the text line, 0457 mm. 736 Welcome aboard. Wow. It's contagious in here today, Mr. Pace and Coint over there. <laughs> if you weren't listening, it's one of the most extraordinary moments of radio I think I've ever heard. Uh, from Anthony, mowing that little patch of grass that overlaps with your neighbour when you don't like them. Yeah, we've spoken about that, Anthony. That's a real conundrum. It, it's the one where if you've got lawn pride and pride in your own lawn and you're just trying to let them know mm. that they need to do the same thing because it's making you look look bad. Mm. That might be a thing because we have got a new competition coming up in the next few weeks, haven't we? National broadcaster. Sorry, boys. I'm just trying to um sneeze. Get the bad juju's out of this room. It's yep. making us all say silly words. Uh, obviously, that caller in the first hour, he been <laughs> he, in, he jumped in the studio. But <laughs> yeah, so we've got to come up with a competition, boys. We we'll be giving away some tickets to the test, and I, I feel like it's a, you were talking about having the lanyard on earlier. Yeah, you. This is a lanyard sort of style. It's a lanyard, oh, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a lanyard. You'll it's be having to wear collar, your best collar. So yeah, we're going to come up with a competition and soon. Mower's hat. <laughs> And Keith Arthurton Mowers Club hat. But, yeah, so that's coming up over the next couple of months. So, yeah, we we need to think about a competition, boys, that we can do. Not so much, well, we always try to entice new listeners, but to reward. Reward our loyal Mowers Club listeners. So Mm. your Rooster Mans, your Jeremy, your JSs, who was, I think, one of the founding fathers. Jennifer. Jennifer. (laughs) Jennifer? Jennifer. Coolidge. I want stripes on lawn. You want people to... Send in their best. Yep. No, it's around people calling in, though. Dark. Like, mm, true. Can... He's been away for three weeks. All of a sudden. You didn't get the memo. <laughs> no, I didn't. Got the memo about a possible OB today, which was disappointing. Unluckily called off. I, I need a new I shed. love it so <laughs> much when you guys are in here compared to when you guys are out at OBs. I love being here that. as well. Because it's that. like, I, I feel that. first Thank of all, I'll, I'll be I'll lift the lid into my personal life and it's like Friday nights are a struggle not to go down 
and have a couple of beers. Oh, <laughs> have a couple of beers. I <laughs> have a couple of beers with the boys. And so what you said. <laughs> have a couple of beers with the boys. And then when I'm in here, like you guys perk me up when you get in here. Um, Look, know, Nick, when you get in here five to nine, Adam's a bit earlier at 8.50. Like, nah. Look, I think, we're, I think we should call it. We should be like the Beatles. We don't tour anymore. We're just studio band. Yeah. Studio based. All right. I don't know about Monday that. Monday morning. I'll go around to the sales department <laughs> and tell them that. I don't know about that. There's a couple of them. Let's not, let's not kibosh away, all. Oh, yeah. No. Away games. <laughs> you know, when we can all go. <laughs> like the Gold Coast trip. everyone can come to away game. The Tristan yeah. Merlihan potential. We do it from the Gold Hang Coast Hang on a studio. second. What we could be uh, is... Bathurst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Good segue. Yeah. Nice Speaking enough. of Bathurst. A Bathurst 1000 race update. Thanks to Barbecues Galore. Become a barbecue legend this barbecue season with Barbecues Galore. Shop online and in-store today. They're uh, midway through uh, practice uh, P5. So still practicing. They've got the um, qualifying later today as well. It's all on Channel 7 and uh, Fox as well. But, uh, yeah, Jamie Wincup's behind the wheel again. He's a team owner now, a team principal. But uh, he's jumped in. Um, as one of the drivers uh, this weekend, so yeah, all the it's a good thing about Bathurst. Some of the the big guns come back and drive, as well as some of the uh, the modern day guns as well. It's um, well it's well positioned Bathurst because everyone has that. Oh, what am I going to do when footy's over? But well, we'll get to that later in the because show. Because you, you can become a barbecue oh. legend thanks to this, <laughs> this barbecue season with Barbecue Salon. Shop online and in store now. See, we whilst know- watching Bathurst. The, the, the silliness I took in over, the words. I took over these yellow bits yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. while you've been away. I love it. I love it. But see, the silly words are coming out now, Nick. And, and you were pushing yourself there. You were pushing yourself to get that out. But look, this final hour is going to get a little, <laughs> a little interesting. I'm just watching one of the drivers here. He's actually got a map on his steering Look at that steering wheel. He's got a map of the, <laughs> the course on the steering Waze is one of the greatest inventions of all time, by the way. Who invented it? Who are you? Yeah. 0457736736. Did you invent Waze? Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Do yourself a favour, gents. I forgot to plug it before the break. Sorry about that, Gibbo. That's right. It's in new uh, here. It's cool. Rusty. In new. Rusty. Uh, I got one. Do yourself a favour to get into. Gangster Capitalism is a podcast. It's been done a while ago, but I'm listening to the one on the NRA, the National Rifle Association Ooh. in the US. Just how they've grown to become a big political force, especially in the Republican Party side of things. It's it's absolutely fascinating delving into it. And basically it, it paints those leading the NRA as a bunch of shysters who just want to make fill their own pockets and they're doing it quite successfully. So gangster capitalism, great podcast and you catch it anywhere as opposed to, um, or not as opposed to along with our great podcast here at the Mowers Club. Gibbo, do yourself a favor. I'm sure the people who listen and get gangsters capitalism, it's God, it's got me. Gangsters capitalism, listen to this podcast. Anyway, I've I've been watching. They're pumping some sort of different air in here today. Are we at altitude? Are we at altitude? I think whoever was doing the overnight show last night must have um, a few Cheech and Chongs and it's just lingered around in here. I've uh, been watching The Bear on Disney+. Plus. It's about a Chicago sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. where a, a brother dies and so the brother comes in and he's like a sort of real famous chef, yeah, one, of the, 
world-renowned chefs, mm-hmm. he takes over this Chicago restaurant. The first episode's really slow, but by the second and third, you really grow to love it. So, yeah, for me, the chef on, I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus, and it's um, got, I don't know if you've seen Shameless. Uh, it's the the young son. It's the oldest son from that. And so, is it a factual or is it a? It's a, a it's drama. A t- drama. It's a okay. drama show. But from this, there's been all these memes on the internet about how chefs are hot mm. because this guy's like a tatted up, scrawny looking dude. And so, yeah, it's mm. a really good show. I'd recommend it. Any anything from you? What have uh, you been watching? Nothing. Or? Nothing. Nothing. I've been I've been outdoors a lot the last little bit. Oh, good! Oh, wow, good on you! <laughs> like I've been getting, I've been outdoors. I've been laking, laking, yeah, just getting around the lakes. Mm. You're not an ocean guy, more a lake. Nah, guy. more of a lake guy than an ocean guy. It's a good place to be, lakes after all this rain. Full, full, <laughs> full of what? <laughs> Stuff Albert. you don't want to <laughs> know about. I'm out. I'm out. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah shopping trolleys, shopping <laughs> cows. Was there nothing with fins on them? <laughs> There's a few of those in there as well. Oh, I found boys. out. <laughs> All the best with that, with your trip uh, later today up to um, various parts where there are lakes. Mm. We're off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. We've got our third hour on the way. We're going to catch oh. up with Brad Hodge, who is up in the mountain. He's got his umbrella out. And uh, Aaron Seaton just chucked his car into the wall, and it just ruined, uh, as I said to Nick, when it happened, it ruined Yuka, the night of Yuka for the, uh, the, the boys in the garage. Put the scramble away. Yeah, we'll be up all night. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we'll be back with our third hour. Tristan Merlihan as well. And we're going to do a little segment where we talk about what we're looking forward to now. The footy season is done with. That's coming up. Last hour of the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Uh, welcome back to the Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers. Saturday's coverage from Mount Panorama starts, well, it's actually has started on Channel 7, 7, mate, 7 Plus, and will include supercars practice and the top 10 shootout today. Hopefully the rain stays away. I don't think it will, so... One man who's standing there in his Wellingtons with his brolly and looking forward to a day's action is Brad Hodge. Hodgey, how are you? Good morning. Yeah, it's uh, look, it's it's uh, starting to look a little bit grim on the mountain, and we've already sloshed our way through the through the paddocks to get here in the car parks. It's going to be a testing day for everyone. Um, but look, we saw how conditions were yesterday, and they're probably going to be a little bit similar. But hopefully, we get a lot of action on the mountain. There's a lot of punters here. It's it's pretty exciting and everyone's pumped for the day. Now, for all our listeners uh, tuning in thinking, hang on, this is the dude that used to be pretty handy with a cricket pat, bat. I'll, I'll get this out of the way. Hodgie, why are you on Mount Panorama? <laughs> You're obviously a revving. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I love motorsport and followed it for a long period of time. And uh, like any sportsman, we'd like to think that we're pretty good at other sports, right, when we're growing up. Um, I love motorsport, coming through, watching it. You know, Bathurst in particular, watching the Holden versus Ford rivalry, which is a pretty cool event to be here this year because it's going to be the last time we see that. So there's a lot of a lot of emotion on the hill um, in that regard. But bottom line is, yeah, I'm a rev head, mate. I love motorsport. Uh, watch it religiously and, and follow it with a passion. Hodgy Nick Davis, mate, just talking about the, the weather up there uh, on the track, more so off the track. How is it affecting the punters off the track as well? Well, Nick, well, I mean, the weather in Sydney and Melbourne in particular just recently has been pretty poor, right? And, uh, you know, the horses running around Randwick are going to be under the pump today. The punters, mate, they are absolutely swimming 
up here on top of the mountain. So, um, look, they're, they're living the dream. They're loving it. Uh, we do know that uh, Bunnings and Big W sold out of gumboots well and truly just before Friday hit. Uh, we've been trying to get a hold of a few pairs, but we can't. Uh, but you know what? It's part of the part of the whole weekend. So you know, there's a lot of diehards here. There's probably 200,000 people that have come through the gates for the big race Sunday, and all the tent, like all the camping areas, are absolutely chock a block full. So look, it's a great sight. Uh, weather's, you know, it's a bit of a shame, but having said that, it'll make for some good racing. And and we've seen some results, you know, yesterday in the qualifying that. You know, we may not have seen if it was dry conditions. So it makes for a pretty cool, interesting event. Yeah, well, just for the fans, I mean, I know the old stories of fans used to go up a month or two beforehand, go up to the top of the mountain. Bury your six-packs. Bury the bury your beers yep. and stuff. The Woodstock bourbons. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier, to, I would say, Hodgie, to get in there with the shovel now and, and get them back out. So that's a benefit for the fan. But you, <laughs> you're right about motor racing, especially on a track like that, pretty tight and a lot of um, – a lot of incident kind of areas on the track that you, you chuck a bit of rain there and, and things are going to happen, aren't they? Well, they are. And it, it's all there. I was speaking to some drivers yesterday and, and Lee Holdsworth was one of them. He just, before he went out for the qualifier, you, know, he was, you could see that he was talking about how much you lay on the line because, you know, if you're conservative, you're not quick enough. But then on the flip side of that, if you push too hard, you bury your car into the wall and the team's not happy and they've got to rebuild the car and so forth and, and a missed opportunity. So it really is a fine balance of courage and commitment. Uh, and look, these guys are professional drivers, so it, it's good to see them in all forms of conditions as well, I think. So, um, yeah, it, it's such a testing track. And, you know, there was some standing water. There was some, if, if you saw the coverage, there was some rivers sort of running across the chase and there were some big spins, uh, you know, in the Toyota 86s when it was pouring down. Um, Super 2s, there was some incidents. And, of course, supercars, there was also some incidents. So, it, it, look, it, it's anyone's game. That's the thing. Richie Stanaway, who hasn't been in a supercar for a couple of years, came out and put the Erebus car in the top 10, which was an amazing performance. So, we're seeing some guys come out of the woodwork and, and, and put some performances in, which are unbelievable. Hodgie, if we're going through the form guide, we're, let's just assume we're racing on a heavy 10 up there at Bathurst. <laughs> is, there, is there any driver or car in particular that it suits more than others being up there in the wet this weekend? Well, you know, the Walkinshaw car uh, with Chaz Mostert in it, is, it's always good. Uh, Chaz is an amazing driver in the wet. Uh, the combination of SVG and Garthander in the Red Bull racing car is going to be tough to beat. Um, Cam Waters is also very quick, but also I think the Erebus cars, you know, speaking of Jack Perkins, Brody Kostecki and Will Brown, they said their cars are, are pretty fast. So, I mean, cars have to be fast, right? But they know when they're sort of hooked up the conditions and they've had previous success here. So they're the sort of teams and, and crew, I reckon, that will be featuring you know, later on Sunday if, if all things are equal. But you know, the elements are just going to play a huge part in it, no doubt about that. So who's who's still standing and up and running come, you know, 5.30 on Sunday night? Absolute mystery, to be honest. Um, anyone can win. James Courtney's also, you know, been pretty fast in the uh, Tickford Mustang. So it, it's an absolute raffle at the moment, absolute gamble, and see who, who, see who wins is a mystery. Hey, uh- 
walking along pit lane and, and watching these drivers before they get in the car just after and kind of just their, their mannerisms around the place, who stood out to you in terms of, she's pretty chilled out for a bloke who's trying to throw a car around at 200 k's an hour on a track like that in the wet. And conversely, who's Captain Intense? Well, it's amazing to, to watch sports people and how they go about their business uh, before, you know, they perform. And look, motorsports, it's such a strange business in the fact that, you know, punters and broadcasters can get up close and personal one minute before they're ready to perform. It's it's one of the most amazing things I've seen. It, it doesn't happen in any other sport that I can think of. Uh, you know, usually you're in your dressing room, you know, nice and chilled out, chat to the captain, you know, chat to the coach, get get what you need to do before you go out there and away you go in a nice, chilled, relaxed atmosphere. Here in motorsport, it, it's almost chaotic, the fact that there's so many people around the garages, the punters want to see, you know, the famous drivers. And it, it, it can be that soon, just when you get into that car is when they actually switch on and put their helmet on. So they have this idea that they're trying to be relaxed, but it's when they actually step, step into the cabin and put, with the helmet on, that's when they start to switch on. So um, who's pretty cool? I'll tell you what, Jamie Winkup's actually pretty cool. Um, and he's, he's a pretty intense dude or has been in the past. Um, but he, now he's a team owner and also driving with Brock Feeney. He looks pretty cool, calm and chilled out, which is unlike Jamie. Yeah, he's totally different to what he was during <laughs> his career. He, he'd like he'd fizz out if there was a piece of dust on his dashboard when he got in the car. But anyway, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, yes. hey, speaking of guys who are a bit particular about things, um, I'll switch it to cricket quick, Hodgie. We've got to ask you one about that while you got your on. Steve Smith, yeah, um, Mr. Shadow Bat at 3am in the hotel room. Does he play yeah. the T20 World Cup every game, in your opinion, or is he on the kind of edge there with uh, selection? You know what? I, I I don't know how Smithy does it, to be honest. Um, he doesn't he doesn't sleep much, you know. And to be able to perform at that <laughs> level with no sleep is is unbelievable. Uh, he's fidgeting and and look, I don't know how he does that either. I don't know how he gets the energy to waste time on that sort of stuff. But does he play every game in the World Cup? In my opinion, no, he's, he's not in the best 11. Um, I think that if everyone's up and running, the firepower that Australia have at their disposal at the moment, uh, unfortunately, we're not seeing the best of it because of injuries. Mitch Marsh, uh, Marcus Stoinis, you know, two of the bigger hitters in our side are not playing. Uh, put those guys in, mix that with Warner, Tim David. Um, yeah, there's some serious firepower in there, which, which I don't think can be stopped. So for me, Smithy's just probably, you know, just on the outside of, of the best of 11. Well, Hodgie, like they're up there uh, this weekend, hopefully the T20 World Cup isn't beset by Noah's Ark conditions. But, mate, enjoy it up there. Uh, have fun. Yeah. Um, don't catch any kind of waterborne diseases or anything up there with all the puddles that are going to be there. And, um, yeah, look forward to the coverage on 7, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy it. Brad Hodge joining us from Mount Panorama and uh, you've got all the action today and on Sunday, Sevens broadcast kicks off with the Supercars warm-up at 7.30am. That's Eastern Sydney time up there in Brisbane an hour earlier before the event. Everyone's been waiting for the Repco Bathurst 1000. It roars onto screens from 10.30am Eastern Daylight Saving Time. 
bred with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. So the second weekend in October, Nick and Gibbo, is always an interesting time in terms of a transitional period from Mm. your usual weekend routine, whatever it might be. Agree. Especially for a lot of footy fans out there. It was all centered around a Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, watching a bit of footy, whatever you poison. Now, now. just yeah, you're a little stirred up, a little uncertain about what's going on. So what's what's gonna slot into your routines over the next couple of months that hasn't been there in the last six, so uh, to speak. Even though you've got AFLW coaching commitments still. Commitments. Uh, it's going to slot in. Um, um, I reckon I've been, it's going to be, as we said before the break, mm. I've been laking the last little bits. I'm a lake guy. I'm not a, I'm not an ocean man. I'm a lake guy. Um, so Lake Conjola is going to be water skiing. That's going to, that's going to slip into my. Is that good for fitness? Water skiing? Oh, at the time, mm. two days later, it's not. It is good though. I was prepping though. I was prepping. I've been doing deadlifts and stuff. Does it knock you into shape? You would be not able to walk. Your Gary, Gary Jack, would be mm. kaput. It's that bungee it does jumping. Get you into shape. Look at me. Solid nine and a half. Yeah, a little bit of a t- suntan and a good haircut. Yeah. Uh, so baggy shirt you got on. Baggy so. shirt, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, no, bit of bit of lake, bit of water action. Okay, a bit of recreational activity. Of recreation. What about your viewing habits? Viewing habits. I'm, I want to try and I, I think I want to try and get around the movies. Okay. Like the actual going to the movies because it's a free hit for lollies and ice cream. <laughs> 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 I don't really give a damn what I see. Just a free hit for the candy bar and ice cream. Well, it's something that's fallen out of favour in the last couple of Hasn't years. Hasn't it? Sitting in a closed space with a bunch of strangers, getting the spicy cough. So I can understand now that it might be a more palatable option for people's spare time. Mm. But I can't remember the last time I went to the movies. Oh, I can. It was Minions. Absolute stinker with the kids. Like, just one of the most terrific pieces of cinematography I've ever seen in my life. In terms of storyline, I digress. Gibbo, what have well, you got on there? I, What's in your diary? My diary. Well, my diary, even though the rugby league is wrapped up with the NRL grand final, I'm I'm a bit of an international rugby league nerd. I really love it. I love mm. when players like Luke Keary, you're one of your really good friends, play for teams like Ireland. Yes. Lockie Ilias playing for Greece. So I, I'm really looking forward to the Rugby League World Cup and... A part of me is really keen because I think New Zealand have a really good chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about the Samoa, Tonga, all these Pacific Island nations, but I think New Zealand with the spine they have. So Joey Manu, who I will not lie, is definitely my favourite player. Fullback, you got six and seven of Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes, and then Brandon Smith, who's going to be my new favourite player coming to the Roosters soon. I just think they've got a phenomenal spine, which is so important at a rugby league world cup and in an international rugby league, even their front row, their pack is going to be good. So I'm keen for the rugby league world cup, but Nick, you know, a lot of the boys in the roosters mm. and a lot of the boys around the NRL, how, how excited for this would they be? Uh, they are. They're very excited. And a lot of the coaches are excited too. Matt King is uh, working with the lemon on side. Um, a lot of the, 
the NRL assistant coaches are going and, and you know, yeah. basically given a, a fair bit of their time to the preparation and, and being involved in the World Cup. So I think you'll see a lot of familiar faces in the coaching setup too. But what I am a little concerned about is that there's been reports that uh, the New Zealand side, that they want to they want to run the table at the World Cup and they're going to want to play every game. And I'm not sure that a few of the players are that mm. happy about that. Well, it's a shame for the World Cup that the semi-final, the first semi-final, if all results go the way it will, it would be Australia versus New Zealand, which mm. undoubtedly the strongest sides in the competition. But... Being in the Roosters camp, Nick, uh, there's a young player, Joseph Suwali, who's opted to play for Samoa. Yes. How, how how do you see this tournament for him? There's been chat around that he will potentially either play on the wing or maybe at fullback. He spent limited minutes there in the final series. Do you think he'll be able to handle playing fullback? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's um, it's something that he obviously trains at the Roosters on the wing and at fullback uh, sparingly while... Ted is there predominantly, but um, I think it's uh, it's a, I think it's a good call for him. He's Samoan, so he can play for Samoan. Like what's yeah. I can't see what's going on there, but I think it's um, I like I think it's the interest in this rugby league World Cup would be more than any, given the evenness now. I think of of the teams and and these players like Joseph uh, choosing to play for. Samoa has has really spread the competition out a little bit more. And like the Rugby Union World Cup, I think everyone understands that they get around that. Uh, And probably the Rugby League World Cup has sat second fiddle for a long time to that. But this one, I think there's a a lot more uh, interest in it. And I think everyone's going to be eagerly looking forward to it. Um, But Gibbo, you just spent six months watching Rugby League. You going to yeah. spice up your life and watch something oh, other than Rugby League? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I'm keen for the cricket as well. We've got two. Okay. We've got one really exciting team playing test out here in Australia. So we've got the West Indies who will open up the summer with two tests. Uh, they're a mixed bag. They're a licorice all sorts box, aren't they? You really don't know what you're going to get with them. But South Africa, I'm pretty excited for. They, they do, always seem to do well in Australia, and especially if they've got... Some good quicks. Uh, they got KG Rabada, who I'm sure everyone's familiar with, uh, and Geedy. Plus, you know, it's always a feisty series with South Africa. They were over in England, and they won the first test, and then they just fell apart. They fell mm. apart for the next two tests. So I'm really keen for the summer of cricket, uh, which you can hear on SEN, but especially the test matches where we've sort of had COVID tests for the last couple of years. Yeah. This will be a time we'll have 100% capacity, Hopefully COVID isn't going to be a huge thing and we'll get a huge crowd at the SCG. But Adam, I think, you know, the cricket second fiddle, there's probably another event that we've yet to mention and I assume you're going to mention it. It's a World Cup. Oh, is it? It's a pretty good one. And it's starting today as well, the Rugby Women's World Cup over exactly. in New Zealand. So. Australia, New Zealand yeah. later on today. <laughs> Triple headers starting Triple header. just after uh, after midday. So um, good luck to the Australian side over there. There's a lovely article Got to give it a plug, coastsports.com.au. But uh, Tilly Wern has written a, a beautiful article about some of the Australian players and what they have to sacrifice uh, in terms of trying to become as good a rugby players as they can while working jobs like overnight coppers or, you know, come from correctional services places where they're working or, or, or other places. So it's, it's a really good uh, yarn, the other side of sport where, you know, all these professional, mainly men, can rock up and just do the business and, and play footy. And Nick, you would have seen it at the moment, the AFLW girls as well, that uh, rocking up after a long day's work or study or whatever they're doing and then trying to get the most out of themselves 
as athletes. So yeah, get get around the uh, the Australian women's rugby team and the, the women's rugby World Cup, which starts today. It's a tough one in the women's rugby scene because of the emergence of the Commonwealth Games team and the Olympics. Uh, so much money, I feel like, has been spent into that program. Where mm. I think I read an article in a few years' time, they are trying to make a full time professional squad out of the 15. So we'll see how that goes. But that wasn't the Rugby World Cup I was mentioning. I was trying to tip you into another World Cup that's on. The Round Ball World Cup. Yeah, the FIBA yeah, Women's football. World Cup, unfortunately, <laughs> last week. Lauren Jackson, uh, bronze for Australia. Bronze for the Australia. Ovals. Yeah. Hey, a medal. A medal's a medal. That is a medal. Do you win a bronze? Begging for bronze you always do. You here. do. You do. Because you've got to win to get there. Yeah, exactly. And you win a silver. Yeah. You don't lose a gold unless you're up by 10 and gas it anyway um yeah the the uh the fifa world cup in november looking forward to that um before that actually the two things i'm looking forward to if we were coming up with two things i think we were uh going on a trip with my son he finishes his hsc and that afternoon or that evening uh we jump on a plane and go to england for three weeks to watch football and maybe i don't know what are the pub rules like in england are they really strict like would it 17-year-old who might be six foot two be able to get into a pub and have no problems? Fakey. Seems like, sounds like a fakey to me. You get yeah. a fake idea. He's got to go to school he's, before he's 18 as that's well. That's fine. That's Goldie. fine. 17-year-old, that's fine. Oh, he is going to the Gold Coast. That mm. is, I respect that. I really respect that. How? Because I'm, when I'm, I'm I was, calling it as pretty stupid because he won't be able to go anywhere. No, no, that's fine. That's play on. There'll be, there'll be some fun to find. Don't worry about that. But when I was just finishing she didn't school, give sorry, number. To, sorry to <laughs> sidetrack here for a second, but when I was going, when I was finishing up high school, uh, there was half and half were starting to go to Byron Bay for schoolies. Oh, it was that period, was oh, it? And it's just like, if you're going to, I feel like if you're going to do something, you do it right. And the only way to do, well, not the only way to do schoolies, right? But I believe the best way to do schoolies <laughs> is so like getting yourself to Cavill Avenue on the Gold Coast. There are so many options. I, you look at a place like Byron, you go, how many places can you go there? Two, three? Yeah. And, and after it? you've been kicked out of the first place, Cheeky Monkeys, for dancing on the table first night in, you're not allowed back there for the rest Allegedly. of the week. Allegedly. I've got another year now. I'm going to quickly one more year now. The amount of quick work that these mechanics do on the cars, to your local mechanic down the street that it takes three weeks. <laughs> Seriously. Or to get my tyres changed at Bay Repairs or wherever we want to get our tyres changed here at SEN. To all the mechanics and tyre people out there that can't get it done this quickly. Yeah, nah. But sorry, Adam, we have digressed again. So we're going over there to watch a bit of football. I come back for a day and then off to the, the World Cup. I'm actually riding for uh, for News Corp, which is great. So actually working, get the media park, get the lanyard. The lanyard. The lanyard, the lanyard which open many doors. And really interested to know what this World Cup is going to be like because the fan experience in Brazil and Russia, I dare say if you went to Russia now, it would be a bit of a different fan experience. But those two fan experiences were superb. Like it, in as far as an event and being able to enjoy yourself and having a having a good time and watching your team play, fantastic. This one, I don't know. It seems like there are so many rules, yeah, that you can and can't do over there. Obviously, different culture. Respect the culture. Does it tie in with your own values? Still trying to work all of that out. Really. Um, next week we're having a briefing to Ooh. to see what a lanyard briefing. A lanyard briefing. Yeah, from. From Football Australia. On just the back to... of the lanyard, it's going to be a lot of fine print. <laughs> Lanyard's an A3 piece of paper. <laughs> you can do a project It's like on a it. chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 
I honestly don't know what it's going to be like. I'm hearing stories out of there that accommodation uh, is a bit of a disaster for fans if no, you're not, a, not booked in a hotel at the moment, like, like their additional accommodation. There's a story going around that they're actually going to put a lot of fans in one kind of commune, if you like, like temporary accommodation. Because that'll work. On the sand. I can't think of anything better than putting a bunch of English and a bunch of Argentinians in the same precinct. That'll work. Fantastic idea. Great idea. Big thumbs up. Fantastic idea. Mm. So it's going to be a weird World Cup in that sense. But when this World Cup was given to where it is being given to, this is not new to the world. No. That's why I don't. Like the, I mentioned before this about the Danes new, having a blow-up about No, if you had a massive problem with it 12 years ago, fair enough, and you're holding that thought all the way mm. through, mm. mine was like, man, that's just a – I mean, they got it on the premise of a lot of corruption within FIFA at the time. And, look, okay. they weren't the only ones yeah. rocking up to the, that rodeo to mix a metaphor right there. That was <laughs> – yeah, everyone was in on it. It's only like, a rod if you're not involved. Exactly, and everyone was in on it. But it it just it was an unsettling decision then, and there's still an unsettling nature about how it's all going to play out. Because for a World Cup, it's a celebration of football, and without getting too grand about it, it's a bit of a celebration of humanity, like all these big events are. Everyone coming together, forgetting all the world's problems, enjoying a bit of sport, getting on with things, and enjoying new things. Now. Is that going to be easily attainable in a place like Qatar? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, and I won't know until I get there. I can't judge the place until you're actually there on the ground. Is this like the Penrith Parramatta Grand Final? <laughs> oh, Do you I, think you know? <laughs> I think I think everyone knows what it's going to be like when you get over there. No, and maybe I don't know. And people are going to hope, no, it's going to be all right and you're going to be able to do whatever you want. Uh. I don't think you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But within the framework of what you actually – there to do and what you expect as opposed to what it's going to be like. That's going to be the interesting thing. Look, I know I'm not going to be able to walk down the street like I was in, like in, in Russia yeah, yeah. with a beer in your hand saying g'day and having a good time. You're not. You've been working. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be working. Yeah, journos don't drink. Speaking of working, the Bathurst 1000 race update thanks to Barbecue's Galore. <laughs> Become a barbecue legend this barbecue season with Barbecue's Galore. Shop <laughs> online and in store now. People are just... Crashing into stuff at Bathurst. <laughs> That's basically the update that we've got for you. People are putting their cars where they should not be. Imagine this. It's, it, it's, it's, it's like it's like these people are professional race car drivers and they're driving like everyone else in Sydney when it rains. Hopelessly. No, no. I'd, I'd go further than that. I would say Luna Park, 12-year-olds, high on fairy floss, dodgem cars. <laughs> that's, cars. What, that's what the scene's like up there at Bathurst at the moment. There is... Cars going everywhere. Hey, it's Hodgie. And, yeah, we, we had Hodgie on just then. He's just on the coverage now on Channel 7. With – if you're in that – one of those garage – if you're one of those pit crews right now, this is keep this it. promises to be the longest six hours of your life. You just keep it straight, mate. You just keep the damn thing on the track so we can have a good night's sleep. I've got a big game of Yuka. I've got Scrabble. <laughs> We've got all these things lined up. You just do not want to be on the – What's your go-to, by the way, when you go mm. away – or we're going to hold this thought, Gibbo. Hold the thought, but want you the, the games that you play when you're away on tour, so to speak. Okay. And we are back with the Mowers Club. What are the games that you play when you're away on tour and you've got some hours to kill at night, mm. you know, everyone's played a game that yeah. day and you've got a pool game the next yeah. day or whatever like that. 
Yuka was Yuka was the go-to. It was poker. There's one. I don't know what the other name for it is called. Poker needs a lot of organisation. It needs kitties and money and yeah, you know, I know. There's one people. There's one called a game, and I don't know. I think it's it's I think it's president, but it's called that too. At the bottom, um, <laughs> it's pre. You have a president and a vice president, and it's about. I don't know how else to explain. <laughs> I've put my you back start, myself in a real car. You started walking I'm, down this I'm path. I'm going down Mountain Panorama about 50 kilometres faster than what I should be. And I'm without about without brakes. Well, we're about to hit the brakes. This man is going to be my brake, yeah? No, not quite. No, he's not quite ready yet. But, yeah. Cards. You... Um, here's a good game that we used to play. And, obviously, we'd, we were travelling with a team. We'd have a whiteboard, right? Mm. So you have your whiteboard, and I'm drawing it because that's how I'm going to explain it. You have a whiteboard. So it was Pictionary, so Team Pictionary. So you'd, however you'd split it, you'd have New South Wales versus the rest on one side or mm. forwards versus backs or whatever, left footers and right However you want to split the whiteboard, mm. split it down the middle and each team's got a drawer on their side and then you've got a ref <laughs> who gives them what they've got to draw yeah. and then first team to scream out yeah. wins. That was a fun game. Okay. Not as good as you can. You kids are hard. You kids are the best. The best? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you play in pair? What's that game? No, you kids are single. What's the one in? No, you kids in pairs. It's pairs, yeah. And yeah. it's just who can cheat the best in you go. That's not. Nice. Yeah, it is. No cheating. Yeah. You're like, yeah, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Kicking each other on the table. Pick it up, pick it up. No, no, take it, take it, take it. No, no, no. It's absolutely the best game. And then you get your mixed messages and you've got a Draymond situation. <laughs> got Draymond. Yeah, full Draymond. So on that, uh, I've just been reading about Draymond Green and um, the, the, the – I'll call it a king hit because he wasn't looking at him, Jordan Poole. He's apologised and basically they're just all getting on with life. I find that extraordinary. <laughs> He's apologised to the team. But then I read another headline that said, why Golden State just need to move on because they can't win without him. <laughs> Draymond. Mm. Yeah. If it was the other way around, it would be a bit more of a kafuffle. 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 I said, well, I was just, I was putting, I knew what I was doing there. If Jordan Poole had a Draymond Draymond, it would be. Pace on coin. <laughs> As you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. It was very ugly. But you get that. We talked to Chris Anstey before. I, you do. But not to that not degree. Not everyone's. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone just really get into someone. John Hartson, a former Premier League player, and Isle Berkovich, who was a horrible one at West Ham. It's, it's probably on your your social media if you're listening to social media. If you're listening to us and on social media easily, I reckon you can uh, you can have a look at that. What we're going to do, we're going to take a short break on the Mowers Club. We're trying to hook up with uh, Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au to talk through the day's racing. If we can, we will after the break on the Mowers Club. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. There's a Tirana on the track out at Bathurst. There's a few of them, actually. He's got his arm out the window. Yeah. Listening to a bit of ACDC on the way and drinking a VB and smoking a Winnie Blue. Do you you would? If you're a supercar driver going around Bathurst, would you have a podcast or a playlist you can listen to? Yeah, listen, just stop talking Probably. to me. I'm going to do a few laps. Just 
Put some tunes on for me. Oh, by the way, a bit of motorsport news. Uh, F1. So Pierre Gasly has signed with Alpine for next year. And Nick DeVries has signed with Williams, which kind of narrows the um, the path for Daniel Ricciardo mm. in terms of getting a drive for next year. Japanese Grand Prix on this this weekend. So uh, That's no good. See what happens with that. The Matildas, yeah. by the way, are playing tonight as well in, in London against South Africa. Another warm-up for the... Uh, for the Women's World Cup, another international warm-ups winter. going on at the moment. A lot of warm-ups. Everyone loves a warm-up. Yeah, yeah. What happened with Australia, the Joeys in North Mariana Island? I believe that was a close one, Adam. 23-0. 23-0. Yep. Ooh. Did we is win? It? Yes. Oh, well done. But, yes. um, is that a warm-up? That is a qualifier for the Under-17s Asian Cup next year. Right. So, yeah. A qualifier. Um, they, they do a lot of warm-up and qualifying in football, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, they have to, like, there's 200 countries and they need to have 32 at a World Cup. So Let them do something else. Like AFL. It's like, Let them know, do something else. What are we going to do here for the World Cup? Let them oh, do something on. else. Let's not have one. Um, ever said something that you... Yeah, about, an hour, about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Daily occurrence. Well, I reckon David Kosh had one of those moments this week. How would you like to go cruising? Oh, that would be fantastic. Go to your front door, Christine. Tell us who you're going to take. I'm going to take my husband. Oh, why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's uh, got terminal cancer. Oh. Uh, Howard Ooh. (laughs) That's a rough beat. Exploratory surgery to get one's foot out of (laughs) one's mouth. Wow. What do you do in that situation, Adam? You've been... Well, you probably don't say it in the first place. Oh, well, look, okay, you've said it. Sometimes you say things you regret. How do you quickly... Beep, You can't. You can't from that. You just got to... Nah, you've got to move on quickly. You just say sorry, and then you reflect, and you maybe don't do it next time. And deflect. Yeah. You maybe go, oh, yeah, that's... uh, Probably shouldn't have gone there. And I dare say that Koshy would have gone down that path. He's an intelligent man. He's no dunce. In your career, Adam, is there ever a question? What was is there a question that you wish you could have asked again, or one you regret? I know you've probably done thousands. I, I your I've, photo with Roger Federer. You wish the lighting had been better for that. Yeah, that was a bit of a regretful moment. What about but you? It wasn't Nick? my fault. Case in point. Point in case. Point in case. <laughs> I regret anything. Don't I, regret anything. I, no, on nothing. the um, no on way. my first, I can't think of anything. Really. On the first overnight shift. Ooh, national broadcaster. <clears throat> Adam Collins, who is uh, working on the Australia-Sri Lankan series. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to, first of all, I'm just trying to get out that I like cricket and I do know a little bit about cricket. Not much, but we were just chatting, 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 chatting. And then I go, oh, so obviously there's a big, there's a big talk here in Australia about uh, Channel 7 and trying to get out of their free-to-air broadcasting deal. And then he sort of stops and goes, oh. oh, well, I've lived in the UK for the last blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I haven't really paid too much attention to it. But then he answered it anyway, and I was just like, oh. That was mm. nice of him. Yeah, it, it's really, you, you can ask some really bad questions. And as long as they just continue on with it, it's six to go play on. Yeah, the worst questions are when you ask something really pointedly and then they come back with, oh, that person's dead or that person's in serious trouble. Um, that has happened a few times. To so, you? Yeah. Yeah. You, you ask, oh, what would your father think about this? Well, actually, oh. he passed away 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. sorry. 
Should Sorry. you know that? Or is that that's that next well, if level? Is, known is, is that next level of detail that you're like, oh, that should be on the is that the producer's job to no. make sure we don't make those? No, I reckon if you're going down that path if you're going down that path to ask a pointed question about what does your family what does it mean to your family? You can go general. You what does it mm, mean to your family? Mm, 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 mm. Everyone still has a family in some respect. So yeah. Damn. Anyway. Um Bathurst update. Is it still running out there? Safety cars out. Someone's putting in Another one's put it into the wall somewhere. Again, thanks to barbecues galore. Become Safety a barbecue car. legend this barbecue season with barbecues galore. Shop online and in-store. Top Sport, actually. Just had a look there up on the screen. Big Top Sport signage up there. Tristan and the boys getting behind the Bathurst 1000. And that's where my – we should do it now. That's where my wager mm. investment mm. – it's not a multi, so don't worry about hitting it. Don't worry about it. It's too late. Don't worry about hitting it. No worries. <laughs> The button. The button um, is for topsort.com this week. My 100 is going to go to the race winner, hopefully, of the Repco Bathurst 1000. I'm going to take the car, the six car, which is actually the green rug for topsport.com.au green rug in Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Mm. Cam Waters and James Moffat, $5 there at topsport.com.au. There are plenty of... Options and markets available. Tristan and the boys up there have got a plethora, big word for Nicholas on a Saturday morning, mm. a plethora of markets, race winner, best of the rest, lead after 100 laps, lead after 50 laps, winning team, podium finish, top six, the shootout winner, the team of the shootout winner, driver matchups, fastest laps, most laps led. Surely there's got to be a one of who plows their car into a wall first. Um, <laughs> super punt. You heard it here first. I'm glad super you... <laughs> punt. Lucky I didn't have a stroke during that <laughs> I'm one. I'm so glad you got that the right. Super punt. You can message topsport.com.au on Twitter and you can request a multi of sorts. There are uh, the end of an era, Holden to sweep the podium. That's there at $5.50. Gamble responsibly, of course. There are plenty of markets there as well. So if you would like to head to topsport.com.au there, you can check that out. Also, racing, Caulfield Guineas Day. Head to topsport.com.au. The Caulfield Guineas is on, obviously, at Caulfield. The favourite there is, as I scroll through my Top Sport app, is Golden Mile for James Cummings and James McDonald at $3 there in the Caulfield Guineas. That is race eight on the card there. Also, the Neds, the Might and Power, the 2,000-metre weight for age group one race with a really good field, uh, Adam's, Adam's Horse. Animo is down there, two dollar forty favorite at this stage. Alligator Blood is at seven dollars. I'm su- oh, I am Thunderstruck at six dollars, and Zaki at four dollars eighty. That is a ripping race. That it is. It's got it's a Cox Plate kind of prelude. I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that the Cox Plate field is going to be altogether that different from what you've just read out. Maybe a Caulfield Guineas winner mm-hmm. if something wins it brilliantly might jump in. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, Alligator Blood. Uh, day after the AFL Grand Final, they had the Underwood Stakes at Sandown. Yes, um, Alligator Blood kicked and kicked again. Um, Zaki was looming up. I think he got, kind of got lost it again, uh, lost in it. Zaki got whacked across the nose with about two hundred to go. Draymond just got smashed by uh, Alligator Blood's rider. The whip just got whack straight across the the bonds. Um, and on I'm Thunderstruck is going to be ridden closer today, but Animo is coming down from Sydney, so. Hard to measure up the form, but Animo is certainly the class um, horse in the race after narrowly getting beaten mm. in the Cox Plate last year by a state of rest. 
Um, I'm going to have my 100 yep. in the Roman console before Randwick gets called off okay. today. And I will go Zuccarino at $11. Ooh. Tristan, if you're listening, hope that's okay. Treaties are scratching. <laughs> Treaties are scratching. John O'Shea, apologies. Brenton Abdullah, apologies as well. So um, that's my 100. But we're raising good money for the Cancer Council. I think we're over the six grand, grand mark. Or... I think we are. And the longest day we'll, we're starting to come up. I've been in contact with the crew, ambassador again for the uh, Cancer Council Where longest day. This year? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Might come a bit closer to you, but you're... Gary Jackson, no good. He, he played. No, no the Gary will be all okay. right. It's just whether or not I'm in the country. When are you going to do it? Um, can I invite myself in yeah, your group? Absolutely, you can. So you can laugh at me again for. <laughs> I think that will be a mutual correspondence somehow. What are you laughing at me? Yeah, you'll laugh at me. What, what, uh, what date are you looking at? I it's in December, isn't it? You do it. Yes, it in, is. Any week, any time uh, in December. We normally can... do it the second week of December, and sort of. Um, Oh, they're crashing. The Everyone is just crashing. It's a skating rink. I hope it's not like this on the oh, M1. No. If it's like this on the M1 this afternoon, I'm going to be not a happy man. Hopefully everyone. Beautiful old Jaguar as well. Yeah, it's just no good. And and Tristan did speak earlier on in the show about Trent having a tip there from topsport.com.au headquarters. And Gibbo has passed it on. And if there's one horse that, uh, that deserves a win more than any horse in, racing in Australia today, it is at Eagle Farm, race nine, number 11, Aiden's Field, first up from a spell. <laughs> this bloody horse. <laughs> it has been tipped. All right, Aiden's Field. More than any other horse in the history of this little radio program. Anyway. It's had 20 starts, yeah. old Aiden's Field, for two wins and 13 minors. So it's it's creating a, it's, a it's putting some It's putting some food on the table at Top Sport Manor, but uh, if we can get the... Pointy end of the prize today up there at Eagle Farm. That would be really good. And as Adam said, we're working on a heavy 10 at Ramwick today. And if it goes more than a heavy 10, I think it will. Uh, hopefully the rain, it looks like it's holding off for the moment, but is heading that way. Uh, a really good card of racing also there at Ramwick. So if you are there, uh, make sure you, you're on the topsport.com.au app. Gambling responsibly out there. Adam's mm. tip is in the gloaming stakes. Oh, Silver E. What do you say? The gloaming? Roman console. Oh, the Roman console. Sorry. Adam's tip is in the Roman console. Zuccarino, number five. Zuccarino. Second outsider in a field of seven. But we do have the, the gloaming stakes is on there as well, as mm. is the Silver Eagle. And as if you're not heading to Ramwick, you can join me at one o'clock at Henson Park. Henson Park, yes. For Jim Henson the, Park. Uh, for the Sydney Swans taking on the Gold Coast Suns in the AFLW. It's going to be a, hopefully a, a dry afternoon out there. <laughs> hopefully, given the fact that Guess Gary what? Nicholas is a bench coach. So, uh, Guess what? It ain't. Take your gum boots, no, pal. Okay. Well, I can cop that. And then hopefully, as I said, that there's no carnage as there is at Mount Panorama heading up the N1 this afternoon. Some dude me. just chucked in a like a 40, 50-year-old Jaguar into the wall. They don't make them like that anymore because the thing peeled itself off the wall <laughs> and drove on. He just drove off. Kept going. Can't do that with a new V8 aluminium foil supercars or whatever they are. Uh, Nick? Thank you. Good Thank to be you. back. See you next week. Gibbo, you too. Have a good one. Have a great Saturday, everyone. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.